Hey, fans, want new flooring and want it now. March is the time to buy at Floors to Your Home. Right, Brian Kahn? It really is, JMV. We have the state's largest selection of new flooring in stock. And we've just received additional truckloads of new hardwood, laminate, and waterproof flooring. So we're marking everything down. Brian, I'm looking at some of your incredible deals. We always sell up to 50% off those big box stores. But for a limited time, you can get new flooring starting at just 80 cents a square foot. 80 cents a square foot, that's incredible. That's three rooms of hardwood, laminate, or waterproof starting under $350 at Floors to Your Home. And you can get it right now. We have over 1,200 styles in stock. Floors to Your Home is the place for the lowest prices anywhere in Indiana. I'm doing my whole house. Three very convenient locations. Avon, Noblesville, and Brookville Road. Who has the lowest prices on flooring? Floors to Your Home. That's who. What in the hell do you think you're doing? Hey, John Boy. I'm telling you straight, it's my way or the highway. So anybody wants to walk, do it now. Hey, everybody, we're all going to get late. And again, it's picked up. It's Darius Leonard. A pick six for the Maniac. Touchdown, I-N-D-Y. Yes, sir. Yeah. Oh, oh, the chicken. Double time. John, I have never been better to be on the air with you here in Indianapolis, a place where so many of my dreams have come true. The Ride with JMV on 93.5 and 107.5. The Fan. Hey, welcome, man. Thank you for joining us today. Uh, a busy Wednesday we got for you lined up. I'll give you that list coming up in a bit. Yeah, it's kind of funny. I was doing some stuff for We Grow Hair Indy downstairs a little bit earlier, and I think I've almost lost my voice because of it. A lot of talks, a lot of throwing at lines. You guys are going to be thrilled to see some television commercials coming up. And a lot of what we say on here on a daily basis will be said in that commercial, which is nice. Yeah, it's like an hour and a half of stuff. Of course, I dress for success as always. It's like you know me to do. Uh, Let's dive into it. Nothing new as far as the Colts are concerned. Just more of the same old stuff. Yeah, national people getting involved in it now. Why wouldn't you? You know, the Dolphins taking a look at one of the teams we'd talked about. More than likely having, I guess, a little more than just a passing interest as far as the Colts running back is concerned. Probably should be, right, if you're in the uh, situation that the Dolphins are in right now. Maybe on the verge of doing something. Especially with the disappointment a year ago, which was the Buffalo Bills. They should be loaded back up and ready to go. That's one thing we really haven't talked about. Yeah, We'll get back on all this Jonathan Taylor stuff. Uh, Eagles, Colts coming up tomorrow. Again, this show ends at 5 tomorrow afternoon. Colts pregame huddle with me. I'll bridge the gap. We'll go until 5, until 7 on the Colts pregame huddle. Gorman will be in Philly and Bill Brooks in studio with me. But we really haven't talked about in terms of the expectation of this season, not from the Colts' standpoint, but around the NFL. I could be wrong about this, but I think I've gathered enough of your opinion right now that most of you, I think, are on board with me, aren't you? Where you believe this Colts team is going to be this year? 
And listen, I understand if you're saying, hey, here's another year of just disappointing Colts football. It is a bummer. And I've said this all the time. You guys deserve more over the years. You've been promised more. But you have to look at it realistically. And realistically, this is so much about how the quarterback comes along, how he improves. And I know when you're talking about a team, even before the start of the season, that you don't believe. For example, a team that I cover, the team that you love, that your expectation is that they're not going to be that competitive, even with eyeballing it, a very soft schedule, that's a bummer. Nobody wants to hear that this time of year. I mean, everybody wants to hear that they have a legitimate opportunity. I don't know if I can find, maybe I could, maybe somebody for the sake of calling in, but I don't know if I could find a handful of anybody that believes that they can win over six games. Like I was talking to somebody yesterday, and it was like the tale of two teams. Uh, one could win around four again, maybe five. Uh, and then the other, if you get some good fortune, could end up winning, cashing in on nine. How much good fortune that would have to be? Now, granted, when you look at it, I think you guys deserve some good fortune. Because there hadn't been much around here over the years. In fact, all that good fortune that everybody soaked up around here over the so-called golden era, it's almost like you had to pay a bill. It's like you had to pay a bill. Maybe you're still paying for going from Manning to Luck. And we all know how ultimately that worked out. But at the time, it was like you had the Willy Wonka golden ticket. This just doesn't happen. This is ridiculous. You know, and everybody was jealous of your team. Everybody wanted to be your team's fan. They wanted their team to be like your team. Ah, you got, what, three, four years of that? That's about it. It's almost like you're paying the price, right? Somebody's paying the price. Because not only has it gone bad around here, but it has gone significantly awful. When it goes bad, it goes bad. I bring up all the time uh, the film Tin Cup. When you're going to go down, you're going to go down in flames. And the Colts have done that a number of times. I don't know if I could find. Like, I set the over-under at six and a half. I think actually Vegas did, and I played off of it. I, there's no way in the world I go the over. Anybody out there go the over at this point? Man, in no way. It'd be great. I want to see you again be happy about something. Because when you're happy about something, we also reap the benefits of your happiness. It's cool. You guys want to talk even more about the product, and you're proud of the product. That has not been the case over the years. And that situation helps us. Makes you feel good. This is not like a market that just wants to dwell on the negative. It's just we've had that cloud follow us around over our heads around here for such a long period of time. We've forgotten at times, I think, who we really are. And that's that's what a golden era, that's what significant winning, and that's what a combined success. When, when, when Jim Mercer said, going all the way back to the Manning era, that this is exactly what you should expect. It's what you should expect. Because you had so many years prior, too, when everything stunk. You know, the only good stories out there were just the unbelievably weird stories. You had the weird stories, the odd stories, the swings and the misses. 
the bad seasons. Yeah, then that 95 season at the end, you finally got yourself, at least for the moment, got your chance to soak up a little bit of wind. That's what it's really like. But, you know, since that point in time, you're kind of back where we once were. And, and really, it's different because, you know, back then it was just like, you know, losing upon losing upon losing. It's almost like you became accustomed to it. And believe me, you could fall into that trap. And that could happen. I mean, hell, you look at it now. At least now those are expectations. And the one thing that stands out. Now, we haven't talked at great length about the offensive line. We should. We haven't talked at great length about the secondary, the cornerbacks in particular. We should. A little bit more on Shaquille Leonard, his return. A little bit more on the tight ends. Certainly some wide receivers. But that main focus, the one thing that if you're a non-believer right now that, that makes you want to believe a little bit is that that certain wild card at quarterback. Can you imagine? I'm just thinking about this the other day when my friend had mentioned, you know what, if things go with good fortune, it could be nine wins. My man may end up being the MVP if this team. I mean, have you checked out this roster? If this team were to win nine games, you may be handing the rookie quarterback an MVP. I'm joking, obviously. I'm making light of that. But if you're going to have some good fortune, that good fortune has to come along with your quarterback. That means your quarterback is making sound decisions. Producing, not making mistakes. I just said yesterday, for every one really nice play you're going to see, you're probably going to see three face-palming type of plays. It's just the territory. Yeah, you know, look at around at that roster. But again, the only thing that really matters is where this quarterback goes. And then we'll see with the team coming up after that. I bet you there's not very many people out there that were going to be willing to say, yeah, I'll take the over on that six or six and a half wins this season. And again, frankly, I don't blame you. Don't blame you at all. Now, I will say this. Sometimes getting into the garbage inspires folks and you end up having the type of season that surprises everybody. And I said this about the Pacers last year. They didn't make the postseason. I mean, by all accounts, you view non-postseason playing teams as being disappointing. But we knew what we were starting with. And again, this year, you know what you're starting with. So it's not like that the bar is raised that high. And again, I know that it's a bummer because you're talking about it this time of year. But the bar is not set very high. And a lot of things are going to play a significant role. And to start with, it is going to be the quarterback position and how we view that coming along. How surprising it is, how unfortunate at times it's going to be because it's going to be all of that. It will. It's funny. I say this flippantly because I think on the surface that it will probably drive you nuts. But then on the other hand, I remember the season that you went through a year ago, and I don't know if there's anything past that that's going to be able to drive you any more nuts than you were last year. Yeah, You've almost seen it all. 
Seriously, you have seen it. What have you not seen in the last five years besides winning? Success. Yeah, I know you got one season thrown in there. One playoff win. What have you seen in the last? I mean, you really, you have experienced in about five years, really, the depths of all that is FUBAR and football around here. It's been everything, absolutely everything. And I'd mentioned yesterday that you go back to the Polian era and it was like daily nothing. This time of year, you were just talking about, well, this is what you expect. That's what you expect. There's really not that much. I mean, you brought up these camp phenoms and who was likely going to make the team and who wasn't. You didn't have any backup quarterback conversations then because with all due respect to Jim Sorgi or hell, anybody else for that matter, as we found out when he went down, you had no chance. Now, even if you're going to go out and pay $4 million and get a guarantee from Bill Polin to owners, to the owner, to to uh, Jim Irsay, that with this $4 mil you pay Kerry Collins, this will get you to the postseason. And we all saw how far away they were. But, I mean, really, outside of that season in 01, it, none of this. And it is good. It is good when stuff like this, or last year, the year prior, you know, even with what mostly was a solid feeling season or a solid feeling season up until the end, oh man, everybody remembers the end year before last. Yeah, I mentioned this yesterday. You got to get back to the consistency, and that means on all fronts, and that's what everybody is looking for. And to find that consistency, you are going to live in a world of inconsistency. With somebody that you're rooting for under center very hard to hope that that is the long-term future. Because the last thing you want to see is a legitimate reboot about any of this. All right, we'll get your thoughts on that, too. If you guys want to talk any Taylor, we can certainly do it. I mean, nothing as far as, you know, rumors about who has interest, uh, who's going to lowball. Who's going to come in with a non-first-round related type of offer if they do have any interest? Who was it yesterday that said that? Was it Spielberger that was on here? I think Brad Spielberger came on here at PFF and said he thought that every intention was in his belief that Jonathan Taylor would be back here. How many of you believe this? How many of you believe once we get to August the 29th or maybe even further, once we get into September and we're ready to start that season, that Jonathan Taylor is going to be playing here? You know, I thought about this last night to myself. Oftentimes, in a lot of these lead up to seasons or in a lot of these lead up to free agency periods or the lead up to drafts, what do I tell you about those? I mean, I've been around here forever, like 19 years doing this. And it's every year we end up constantly talking about crap that absolutely was a waste of time, effort, and breath at the end. I would love to be able to go back and just maybe a show or a moment in time prior to free agency and hear us combined talking about, well, I think the Colts should go out and do this. I think they would have interest here. And they clearly had zero interest in any of it. A complete waste of time. And a lot of this may end up being that. Because as we know, the Colts in this right now, just they're doing, 
what they wanted to do all along. Let me take that back. Their stance is what they wanted their stance to be all along. Now, clearly, you don't want all this back and forth. You don't want all this dialogue. You don't want your owner coming out and really unnecessarily starting a fire when basically everybody knew exactly what was going on in the first place. You don't want that. But as far as their stance is concerned, that's unsurprising. Now, we talked about this at the very beginning, you know, back on report day of training camp. Um, when we had found out that Taylor went on PUP, we, we had talked about how the plan was. And then the back and forth that backed all that up between the representation of Jonathan Taylor and the Colts, or in this case, you know, Jim Ursay and the reps. But this is what the Colts have wanted to do all along. They wanted to wait it out. Maybe franchise tag him. Maybe see where they are. We do. We kind of get lost in all these because you're a Colts fan. And what we have learned over the years in me covering them and you being a fan is, uh, damn, anything can happen. The moment that you say there's no way in hell that could be, that's exactly what happens. It's been complete insanity. I can't sit here any longer. Like when somebody asks me the most outrageous thing ever, I have to think about it for a moment and I can't completely dismiss it because we have seen it. We've been a part of it. We've lived it. I guess it's probably not so funny. You look at it this way too. I mean, compare it to Kansas City. Chris Jones, defensive tackle. I mean, incredibly good. Dude wants paid. And I'm just, the, the grassroots of it is what I'm comparing. I, I'm not suggesting everything is apples to apples here at all. But you get Chris Jones that's drawing a line in the sand, say, hey, you know what, I'll sit my ass out if I have to. And then you get a response from Andy Reid, you know, who did not keep it in-house, saying, you know what, we, we'll move on if we have to move on. I mean, really, there are a lot of those words and certainly a lot of those meanings you know, within what is going on there in Kansas City and what is going on here that you can't equate, that could be similar. And you just look at Kansas City, and you know, Kansas City is just so much more about everything and winning at a high level. Uh, and you look here, and, you know, you got a, a rookie quarterback that had 13 games at Florida and just not nearly the expectations. Now, I know they're starting to make more out of the Chris Jones thing now nationally. But, I mean, it's not the first time this thing has been going on. It's just now starting to be really brought up, and Chris Jones is, you know, being out, outspoken about it. Doesn't seem too worried about it right now. Again, playing by a script here, by his representation, much like what Jonathan Taylor has been doing. Right or wrong, that's exactly what's been going down. You know, when Andy Reid says something, yeah, because he's Andy Reid. And believe me, there was a time with Andy Reid. What's funny about that is, man, that's what winning does. It is weird one of these days. And I hope that to be true for everybody out there. Not because I'm trying to hope that, you know, it's making fun of, you know, Chris Ballard for the last three plus years out of the the six years he's been there and, you know, wondering when he's ever going to win and why everybody makes so much out of him and why he gets a seventh chance here. You know, with all of that, the cure is winning, is it not? 
And I give you a great example in another Kansas City Colts comparison here. You go back to the luck comeback in the postseason here at Lucas Oil Stadium. You know, the whole Superman thing, you know, getting the fumble and you know, jumping over the goal line, winning the game, that second half comeback. Remember who the GOAT was of that game? For the most part, the GOAT was the head coach. I mean, I remember the guys in Kansas City going off. We we played, I think it was Tony Donahue at the time, had some sound of some dude's morning show. It may have been that dude that got canned because he was a butthole, but it was some dude's morning show that just went on and on about Andy Reid choking on a rib bone or something. <laughs> it was nuts. And now that, guy is, that guy's like Lombardi-ass now. That's what you're hoping for, like a change, a Productive change in the team will change your attitude and give you a different look. You're saying, well, wait a minute, man. It's been like six years plus now. But you also have to remember that the owner gave a tip of the cap here, and it is a reboot. You can call it a rebuild. It absolutely is when you have a guy that's under center that's only played in 13 previous collegiate games exactly what it is exactly what it was for the Pacers a year ago you got a lot of minds to change out there and we'll see what you guys are thinking right now coming up on the other side Bob Kravitz will join us he talked to Peyton Manning about thrusting your quarterback of a great deal of inexperience into that starting role Bob will join us coming up in the four o'clock hour we'll talk about that and I'm sure everything else regarding the Colts you know we mentioned yesterday a lot of fighting going on yeah it's funny Brad Spielberger told us as far as fights go you know normally in sporting events you get into fights and you know unless you go back to the 1980s there's not too much legitimacy about it nobody really wants to fight but apparently yesterday guys wanted to fight again rarely do you see that I mean, in baseball, you see a bunch of dudes run in for the bullpen. Everybody dance around for a minute. And, uh, you know, in basketball now, I mean, you do stuff like the Pistons and the Celtics would have done. You know, back in you know 1988 or whatever, you do that. Now, and, and you're gone for a season or half a season or whatever. So, yeah, a lot of that has changed. But, man, that yesterday... According to Brad Spielberger, PFF was beyond legit. If you missed that conversation yesterday, Brad believes that Jonathan Taylor is going to suit up and play in week number one. We'll see. There's a lot of ground to cover before that. See if you guys believe that. But if you missed the conversation, 107.5thefan.com, you can certainly get there. Kevin Bowen's going to be here in the 5 o'clock hour. I, I affectionately call the morning show The Morning Wood with Sweebo. And then, unfortunately, Todd came down here yesterday and got on me on that, so I better call it the name that it is to make sure everybody knows because it is new, and I'm a long-term radio vet that should know better. (laughs) I should. But the morning wake-up call with Kevin and Andy. Third day now. Hope you guys are enjoying it, too. Everybody enjoying the mornings? That's Andy Sweeney and Kevin Bowen. Bowen's going to be here in the 5 o'clock hour with some of his his latest stuff. And the IU football coach, Tom Allen. Tom Allen knows who the quarterback to start the season for IU is going to be. He's just not telling anybody. We're all going to find out together when they play Ohio State. Now, is it up to me? Do you think there's any way, shape, or form that I – 
And a little back and forth, a little Q&A coming up at 5.30 today with the Hoosier coach. Can I pry it loose from him? You think I can go on? Can I just meander around different questions so long where he finally puts his hands up and go, you know what? Yeah, this is the guy. This is who my quarterback's going to be. Will you shut up? He knows who the starter is going to be. Alas, he will not tell anybody. James, you think I can get it out of him today? I think it's worth a shot. Do I just come out and say, hey, who's the quarterback going to be again? Yeah, that's as good can as I use a possible. Can I use a Jedi mind trick on You could try. I'd be, I think it would be good to see at least. Here's the problem. Like the Jedi mind trick would bounce off of Tom, somebody much smaller than me, and then work on me. I'd probably end up telling you guys everything. <laughs> Hold up a mirror and screw myself. Ugh. Nah, but Tom's going to join us coming up at 5.30. He does know. He's got a starter. He's just not ready to unveil it yet until the start of the season. Tom Allen coming up at the bottom of the 5 o'clock hour, the Hoosier Hardwood Fest. I think Jake's going to be out there. By the way, you got a new midday show. I know it was James and James today, or Jimmy and James today. Uh, Jake will be back tomorrow. Jake? Jake and Shannon went to a White Sox game where literally there was nobody's of fans, nobody there. And they fired the front office yesterday. Uh, Jake's back tomorrow. Jake's going to be at the Hoosier Hardwood Fest on Friday. I have a tavern tour stop on Friday Yeah, in Broad Ripple looking for everybody out there, too, to join us at the Union Jack Pub in Broad Ripple. Heaven Hill Distillery, me, our betting analyst, Brent Halverson. You know, our Friday samples are ridiculous. I say this all the time. I need to say samples because if I say, hey, free drinks for everybody, then I, I have to hear about it. And you know how I feel about hearing about anything. I don't want to hear about anything. I don't really want to be told anything. I just I want to live as hassle-free as possible, which is incredibly impossible. But I try my damnedest. But I will tell you, our samples are large. We have really decent samples. If you've never been before, check us out. Union Jack Pub coming up on Friday. That is a tavern tour stop. All right, 239-1070 is the number. Inside the lounge via YouTube Live. I stayed up. I did. I stayed up and watched the Reds last night. Anybody with me? I went over and played a little hoop, stunk it up like this old man. I had to do some different things. I need a reboot, too. I need, like, Chris Ballard's career here. I need to be rebooted. Like, I got the, the the hair thing. I just, I need everything. I need, like, an all-over reboot. Does anybody out there offer a complete and utter reboot? I, I need it. I go out there. I can't stand in front of anybody. Like, somebody was complaining I was holding. I said, brother, I don't get close enough to hold, all right? When you guys get close to me, it kind of grosses me out. Quit. I can't even cross the half court line. He picked me up at the hash mark. Hey, what am I supposed to do here? Reboot. James, anybody reboot the entire body there? I've been talking, like I had a conversation on our, our golf outing on Friday, right? At Mag 9 with QC Kinetics. And they seemingly, they, they can help me get it. I'm looking for a reboot there. Might be worth a shot. I think so. I mean, yeah. I need to do everything. I need like to bathe in a reboot. It's like just right up to my neck with you're, everything. You're going to go get one of Because, I those. mean, clearly the hair and the face are all great. I mean, I, I wouldn't have it any other way. The hair and the face, there you go. The moneymaker. 
But everything else, I mean, everything else needs a little something. You gonna get you gonna get one of those like full body massages or anything like that? Um, you know, like if if you um, well, this is gonna be well bond. We had a lot of kids I went to school with. There was one dude in particular that was trying to redo a '72 Nova. That's really cool looking car, muscle car, '72 Nova. Um, and then one day I went out there and I leaned against it and it was like paper and my hand went like right through the quarter panel. I go, what the hell is this? It was Bondo. It was like all Bondoed up all the way around. Anybody ever have Bondo on your car? I don't know if they still use Bondo today. That's what it was called there. It may be something different and maybe that's just a regnet term where I grew up, but Bondo. I need a bunch of Bondo all over my, like all over. But it was a good conversation with the gang at QC Kinetics on Friday, too. I'm, I'm willing and looking for anything. I need an edge. Thank you guys for listening inside the lounge via YouTube Live. I'll jump in that conversation in just a second. We'll get in there as well. Bob Kravitz, Kevin Bowen, and who's your football coach, Tom Allen, all to come today. 239-1070. Emails jmv1075thefan.com. The stream, the app, HD, radio. Let us hit a break and come back with you next on the phones. 93.5107.5 The Fan. Life is full of things to manage. Your work, your family, your plans, and your treatment. Consider Kesimpta, Ofatumumab 20 milligram injection. You can take it yourself from the comfort of home. If you're ready for something different, ask your healthcare provider about Kesimpta and check out the details at kesimpta.com. Brought to you by Novartis Pharmaceuticals Corporation. Welcome back to Dealing Together. First caller? I bought three sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller? I traded my old Samsung at AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus and chose my plan. That's not a bad deal. It is not. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. The Ride with JMV. It's 106 miles to Chicago. We got a full tank of gas, half a pack of cigarettes. It's dark, and we're wearing sunglasses. Hit it. 93.5 and 107.5. The Fan. James over there. I'm John. Thank you for joining us today. JMV, first concert. First concert, Quiet Riot Nazareth, 1983. JMV, last concert, Boss Skaggs. Week before last, Brown County Music Center. JMV, best concert, a Thai Foo Fighters versus WOMAD Tour, 93, September. Headlined by Peter Gabriel, Sinead O'Connor, and Lenny Kravitz. Uh, loudest concert of all time, Lamb of God opening up for Metallica at the then Conseco Fieldhouse, now Gambridge Fieldhouse. Uh, Lamb of God, they shouldn't play inside. That was way too loud. Oh, those are good questions. Thank you. Hope I answered those as quickly as possible right there. Yeah, if you're out and about today and tomorrow, I'll remind you of this, but needless to say, take it easy. Try to keep yourself as hydrated as possible. I mean, no, not even try, but keep yourself as hydrated as possible and try to rest as much. Seriously, grab yourself a break more than what you usually might outside today because I love hot and humid weather. 
I do, but my, my big ass doesn't have to work out in it like a lot of you guys do. You guys are much tougher than me. Oh, yeah, I like to play in a hot gymnasium. Well, whatever. Yeah, I like to mow when it's out. I have my shirt off, whatever. You guys are doing eight-plus hours, some overtime out there in this, man, and I have a great deal of respect for that. But take it easy as possible today. Take it easy as possible tomorrow because these are some temps that will grab you. Do not be grabbed. Colts and Eagles coming up tomorrow in Philadelphia. Again, the pregame show begins with me. That's at 5 o'clock in the afternoon, the Colts pregame huddle. We'll take you until 7 and then Matt and company. I think it's back to the norm. I think it's Matt and uh, Rick Venturi and Lara Overton, a part of the radio network broadcast tomorrow. Then we'll have plenty of reaction coming up on Friday. Then you get a little bit of time to try to sort it out and prepare for the start of the season which is good, leading up to a Labor Day weekend. That's what's really strange. Seriously, I I was thinking about this yesterday. It felt like yesterday was Carb Day. There's no way Carb Day was that long ago. I'm out Carb Day, Brian Adams with all you guys, and my guys J-Law, Jim McCann, Chad, everybody out there. That seems like yesterday. It just flew right by. Hey, JMV, I got the knee reboot on the cartilage damage on the stem cell and PRP treatments this past winter. Turn back the clock from me playing baseball, no more icing, getting the shots, then get your shots up. That's me right there. That's what I need to do. I just need to do it for the entire body. I'm having a full and utter breakdown right now. Hey, JMV, I'm one out there that believes with what Brad Spielberger said yesterday on your show. I think Jonathan Taylor plays week number one in the Colts uniform. However, I know that I am in a minority opinion of those that are out there right now, of Colts fans. Thank you, Rick, for that. I I know there's a small fraction of those out there that believe that. But I got that response yesterday when Brad Spielberger said it. Of course, Brad Spielberger was at that practice yesterday. We'll start with Donnie at 239-1070. Donnie, welcome to the show. How are you? Hey, Mr. MV. How you doing, boss? Donnie. Fantastic. I'm, I'm broken down here or there. I'm looking for answers for the bot at 53, moving into the 54 range at the end of the year. So I'm looking for answers right now. But other than that, hell, I'm living the life. You are what you eat, I guess. But uh, the reason I'm calling you, what does a running back what, – what, who's, who's the highest paid running back right now? In the uh, McCaffrey? And what's he make? Fifteen or ten? Oh, I think thirteen or somewhere in that. Look up what McCaffrey makes. Sixteen, maybe. 16. High, higher teens, I think. What's John, what's JT one? Uh, probably not that, but in the neighborhood of. How can a man as rich as Mister Ursay not want to keep someone like him? or not alienate him? Is it just because he wants to stand strong that a running back's not that valuable? They are going by, Donnie, a path that they created. This was this was the plan. Now, part of the plan wasn't for Jim to be outspoken in social media and then to have this back and forth to make it become contentious between both sides and then for the fans to now get involved. That was not a part of the plan. But the plan all along was for Taylor to come back 
prove it. More than likely, he would get tagged for whatever that would be. I don't know, $11 million next year for one year he would get tagged. Or maybe they would even think about you know giving him an extension that would be both feasible to them and, and maybe even to him at the point. But this has been what they've wanted to do all along, but they've gotten lost on the way of this, too. So, by the way, too, a six. Did I say sixteen million for McCaffrey? It's sixteen yeah. for McCaffrey, fifteen for Kamara, twelve and a half for Henry. And yet Nick Chubb gets twelve point two right now, and then Barkley signed that one year deal at ten point one. He took that, but he was a free agent. He was a little bit different, and we'll see what happens with Josh Jacobs. Right. Why? Well, I, yeah. I, I, I was thinking that twelve to fourteen would be a figure, but w- what I'm saying is, Ursay really is going to let this guy walk, or is he playing with us too he's got like jim and the colts have time and rules contractual rules on their side i mean really they don't they don't have to do anything but just kind of wait for him to come back if he wants to get paid i see yeah i mean they 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 have they have all the leverage here and that's been talked about but it's all kind of been lost in the shuffle because as usual there is a complete soap opera that has been created around here if if you just would have stayed quiet then you wouldn't have both sides i mean listen you probably still would have Jonathan Taylor standing strong to what he wanted and certainly with what his new representation wanted to try to do for him. But what this has become, I mean, as bad as it has been around here, and again, at both sides, fan base-wise, taking you know their sides right now, maybe you could sidestep a little of that. But more than likely, some of this was going to be had anyway. But Jim did make it worse with that initial tweet. There's no doubt. Right. Well, you know, what yep. I see is that we've got, what, two, three, four running backs, so they split the money up instead of giving, you know, like to give a wide receiver $40, 40000000 because there's, you know, there, there's not other guys that are running in and out like like the main guy. Is. Yeah, Donnie and, and Donnie, they don't have to do anything. Like I said, they don't have to do anything. He's still contractually obligated for one more year, and, right. and we'll see. And thank you for the call, Donnie. You call any time. I, I hate doing this because he may very well be injured. There may be something else, unbeknownst to me, unbeknownst to us, that's taking place. Uh, you'd hate to know and find out it truly was that ankle that's not healed to this point. But I've always kind of thought that this is just a way that he can continue to take a stand and not participate. And while under contract, not get fined. Now, you know, Shane Steichen talks about how he has to be medically cleared. So, my angle could, could be completely inaccurate. But that's my belief. That's what my belief has been the entirety of the time. Yeah, the Colts just sit there. And, and this thing was like made into a melodrama because of the way things went down via social media. It really made into a melodrama by people that should know better. And that's where we are. But the Colts have been operating in this fashion for a while. I mean, from the very start, they wanted to see. And uh, certainly, it's turned into something I'm sure that everybody over there has not wanted, but that's that's what they have. Tom's up next. Hello, Tom. Hey, how you doing, sir? Tom, I'm great. Go ahead. So uh, I wish I could give you any better suggestions than just w- buying a wetsuit because you get enough neoprene and it eventually protects all your joints. And oh, everything. really? Neoprene? What's, neo- see, what's neoprene? It's, it's, the, uh, it's the stuff they make the braces out of, the uh, rubber. 
<laughs> anyway. So if I put um, on a wetsuit and walked around? <laughs> hey, you keep your, plenty, keep your joints warm. That's for Yeah, sure. I, I look really weird in a wetsuit, though, probably, wouldn't I? Yeah. yeah. So I had a I had a question about the you were talking about the wind total and this got me yeah. to thinking about what are the things because you know like listening to the Pacers uh, you know they they were pretty exciting even though they they had some losses and I'm thinking to myself all right what are the things that would make for potentially seeing progress this year and my question is around the offensive line because obviously last year it was. Uh, whatever negative word you want to throw in there. Um, and so what I'm worried about is, you know, when you've seen new quarterbacks, uh, first-year quarterbacks, a lot of times they inherit a bad offensive line and they end up running around back there for their life. And I worry about that with with uh, Richardson. Yeah, I brought this up before. Remember when everybody used to talk about how Andrew Luck would hang on to the ball too long? Uh, if you thought yeah, he hung on to the ball yeah. too long, you've you've seen nothing yet. I mean, it's, he's going to run around with it forever. You know, if you thought that yeah, Carson Wentz took some chances in, in trying to navigate, you know, in the backfield by being chased by defensive ends and linebackers and such, yeah, you haven't seen anything yet. A lot of that is, is going to happen. But, no, you bring up a good point. Regarding the offensive line, there has been – a lot of this offseason, just a lot of crossing your fingers and hoping what went down a year ago was more of a product of a completely dysfunctional quarterback, uh, really of any kind, and especially with that of Matt Ryan, that that was more of a product of it than anything else. I just can't sit here and tell you that I completely buy it. It's one of those things where you have to see it to believe it right now, and that's what I'm kind of in a holding pattern on because they're, they haven't changed up anything. They're just crossing their fingers in belief that with the only thing they have changed is the positional coach and Tony Sperano Jr. Being, being brought in here, that his style, his scheming, his coaching ability combined with a, a versatile athletic being able to get out and make something happen with his legs quarterback can make this group look good the last time they really looked good was with Philip Rivers and I've always talked about how I felt that was more a product of Philip Rivers who snapped and threw immediately I thought that was more of a product of his quick release than it was really this offensive line being as great as everybody described it being going back to that river season. So, yeah, there's a lot to see right there for sure and a lot for that group to prove. Yeah, especially when you think about the, you know, if Richardson has the downfield ability, those plays take time to develop and you keep you can't just be running around for your life back there and then pick the, pick the receiver back up. Yeah. So it, it just well, makes and, me really nervous. And I, yeah. I think in those practices with the Bears, they had like uh, less than a handful of illegal man downfield type of calls. So yeah, get ready, get ready for that this year too. At least <laughs> at least early on, you're gonna have a lot of that, Tom. Appreciate your phone call, Tom. Take care. All right, we'll get back to you guys if you're on hold coming up in just a minute. Uh, Kravitz, top of the hour, talked with Peyton Manning earlier in the week. We'll get uh, a gauge on that article he had and the Manning thoughts on the Colts starting out with Anthony Richardson. And again, he's going to start tomorrow. Gets Philly. Final preseason game in Philadelphia. We got you covered right here. Pre-game show begins at 5 o'clock. That is coming up right here tomorrow. If you're on hold, get to you. 93-5107. the fan. Life is full of things to manage. Your work, your family, your plans, and your treatment. Consider Kesimpta, Ofatumumab 20-milligram injection. You can take it yourself from the comfort of home. If you're ready for something different, ask your healthcare provider about Kesimpta and check out the details at kesimpta.com. Brought to you by Novartis Pharmaceuticals Corporation.
Welcome back to Dealing Together. First caller? I bought three sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller? I traded my old Samsung at AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus and chose my plan. That's not a bad deal. It is not. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. The Ride with JMV. Let me have a Diablo sandwich, a Dr. Pepper, make it fast. I'm in a damn hurry. 93.5 and 107.5. The Fan. Bob Kravitz, top of the hour. You know, fantasy football is what uh, half a Sweebo just mentioned right there, Andy Sweeney. We're going to do a bar restock. Oh, that's me over there, isn't it? God dang it. How do I don't, that, that doesn't happen that much any longer, though. By the way, what you're in the background is my phone right there. And when I get into, I'll log into the lounge via YouTube Live where you can watch, listen, and participate. When I log in there, it automatically goes to, you know, it being live and you can hear me in the background over my microphone here. This is like maybe the 10th time I've forgotten, I think, to turn it down. But there is some chatting going on inside the lounge via YouTube Live right there. If you've never been in, like, join it. Normally, the conversation, it's a lot about what we're talking about here, but then also a lot of what we're not talking about here, which is pretty sweet. Now, I mentioned our fantasy football league, uh, Bar Restocks, Heaven Hill Distillery up for grabs. We are going to fire that up. I know James is putting that together. Again, we only have a very small amount of spots for the fantasy football league itself. We'll try our best to randomly select those out there that would love to participate. But we also are going to have something where everybody can participate, and that is a weekly pick 'em, which will also, to the winner, goes the spoils of a ball restock from Heaven Hill Distillery. And I just, I would love it if you guys, the winners, if you could pick it up a little bit quicker than what the winners did last year, because I still have it all. <laughs> and it's a lot. You can imagine, you think our samples at the Tavern Tour stops with Brent, you think those are large, you should see how much he gives for a bar restock. It's incredible. So we'll remind you of that. And we'll wait as long as we can to do a draft, too. We'll wait as long as we can before the start of the season. Normally, it's that Monday, maybe that Tuesday leading up to that Thursday nighter. All right, Tom Allen, head coach of the Hoosiers, coming up in the 5 o'clock hour. Kevin Bowen's going to be there, too. Hey, good news for tomorrow. I don't know if you guys remember this or not. So, there is a, is it called Popcorn What's it called again? Popcorn what? I believe it's called PopCon. PopCon. Yeah. So PopCon's been in town. It's a convention many times before. And this goes back a number of years. But once upon a time, it was in town, and actor Michael Rooker came on. Because Michael Rooker is going to be in town for PopCon. Michael Rooker is going to be back on the show tomorrow. Michael Rooker is an incredible dude. He was such a great guy. Now, if you don't know or you're trying to think about who that is, Merle Dixon of The Walking Dead. Are you a Walking Dead guy? 
I watched the first two seasons, but after that, you I remember fell off. him then, right? Yeah, kind he, of, yeah, he played a significant role. So a significant role in Walking Dead. Uh, Michael Rooker, the actor, is going to join us tomorrow. But just, he's a spectacular guy. And, I mean, you know him. He was a part, too. We can you know bring it up the fact that back in 1988, he was a part of that cast for Eight Men Out that filmed here in Indianapolis, filmed out at the old Bush Stadium back then. He played Chick in that film. He was in Mississippi Burning, JFK, Cliffhanger, Days of Thunder, Tombstone, Mallrats. <laughs> you talk about, that's the type of resume that I would want. If I were an actor, I'd want that resume. But even better than the resume, he is just an outstanding dude. Michael Rooker on this show coming up tomorrow. All right, other side, Bob Kravitz. Bob Kravitz's latest on Jonathan Taylor. Bob Kravitz regarding Anthony Richardson and some advice given by former Colts quarterback Peyton Manning to Bob Kravitz. He has a column about that. Bob will share that with us and a lot more and your calls coming up next. Life is full of things to manage. Your work, your family, your plans, and your treatment. Consider Kesimpta, Ofatumumab 20 milligram injection. You can take it yourself from the comfort of home. If you're ready for something different, ask your healthcare provider about Kesimpta and check out the details at kesimpta.com. Brought to you by Novartis Pharmaceuticals Corporation. Welcome back to Dealing Together. First caller? I bought three sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller? I traded my old Samsung at AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus and chose my plan. That's not a bad deal. It is not. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. The Ride with JMV. Well, you're going to have to say that. You're going to have to speak up because I can't hear you. 93.5 and 107.5. The Fan. Kevin Bowen, Tom Allen still to come on the show. Tom Allen knows who's going to be the starter quarterback for IU. He's just not going to share with anybody until they take on Ohio State. (laughs) Uh, A lot of people would suggest, yeah, it probably will or wouldn't matter. I mean, that's just what coaches do, but... Uh, a tall task, to say the least. Colts Eagles coming up tomorrow. Pre-game show begins with me at 5 p.m. right here tomorrow afternoon. Your calls and more on the other side, but on the Andy Moore Automotive Group hotline, it is called Musings of an Old Sports Writer. You can find it on Substack, the work of one Bob Kravitz. Where's your lean on who Tom Allen's going to start at quarterback? Got one? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Sweet. Nice lean. That's my lean. Well, I, I have no idea. I mean, I, I would think it would be uh, uh, Trace's little brother, but I guess the other kid's playing pretty well, too. So I think it doesn't matter, and they're going to be very bad. Yeah, it kind of seems like the way that Tom described it a couple of different times so far is that if you could take uh, the goodness out of both and then put them all together, then you might have something. But now it's like like the the negatives of both like override sometimes the goodness of both. That's what I gather. Maybe I'm wrong, but yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's it's Ohio State. Good good luck with that. Yeah, I, I know you you're playing games and stuff, and I know that's what everybody does, and you got to do it. Uh, but yeah, I don't know how necessarily that's going to be at the end end of the day of that game. So 
Um, you you talked with Peyton Manning about Anthony Richardson being installed as the opening week number one starter. What did he have to say about that in your column? Well, you know, he's he's totally in favor of it. Um, you know, I mean, you know, he talked about how there would be games where they were getting beat 44 to nothing and they would put together a drive late in the game and how valuable those otherwise meaningless reps were to Peyton and to that young offense. So, um, I'm still I'm still shocked that he didn't play in the, in the second preseason game. I still don't get that at all. Uh, there's a difference between a real pass rush and wearing a red jersey. But, uh, no, Peyton, uh, Peyton's very intrigued by this young guy, and I think we all are. I think we know they're going to be terrible this year. Uh, not to be Joe negative, I'm saying IU's going to be terrible and uh, the Colts are going to be terrible. But, I mean, I'd be shocked if they won three or four games. Uh, I think this could be a historically rough season. But, um, you know, it's not about wins and losses this year. It just it just isn't. It's about getting this kid ready. And uh, I think Peyton clearly uh, understands the importance of all those reps. So Bob Kravitz, who joins us, I want to get back to Saturday. And, and I would agree with you. And I would take it even further, and I have earlier in the week, is that, yes, he does need reps, and that was a wasted opportunity. It was a wasted opportunity to get him in front of a home yeah. crowd fans that were there just basically to see him. And really, in the process, I mean, you open yourself up for questions as to what your motive really was, because there was no reason to hide this decision whatsoever. You could have said that on Thursday, if that's what you're thinking on Thursday, just like Matt Eberflus did regarding Justin Fields. But you held tight until the start of the game, and you made everybody around here who already doesn't believe a great deal in how honest at times this organization has been think even more negatively about that. So, I mean, you did yourself a disservice in two different ways. You did. I, I think there's a real disconnect. You know, uh, you know, uh, I understand where Steichen is coming from, but uh, I think organizationally there's a disconnect between, between the organization and the fans at times. They have not been completely forthcoming. I don't expect NFL teams to be completely forthcoming. I understand that there are certain things they like to keep close to the vest, but this just seemed like like they were trying to pull a fast one. You know, let's get all those people in there and let's get them a bunch of beers and, you know, 50, well, they have 65,000 people the other night or something like that. And no, no Anthony Richardson. I'm not saying that you play him just to please the fans. You, you're trying to build and grow your team. But it just seems to me that's an opportunity – to grow your young quarterback and your number one offense. And this idea, you know, look, I'm not, I'm not, uh, you know, I'm not Shane Steichen, but it seems to me that you can, you can benefit from playing real football, uh, especially when you're a guy as inexperienced as uh, Anthony Richardson. Well, and you're absolutely right. There's a tremendous divide with a lot of Colts fans and the decision-making of this organization. And and then you add on the fact where, you know, they have promised Bob so much over the years, and Jim has promised so much over the years, and yeah. not even been in the neighborhood of delivering on those promises. You make that divide even larger when you handle that situation, which, Bob, it should be easy to handle. It should. I, I, I would advise them, much like I do in social media, like I try to think – 
a couple of steps ahead on how something I send out is going to be interpreted because you're not there in front of everybody and telling them what you really feel uh, because I don't want to have to go over and over again and explain myself on something that is is misinterpreted. So in this case, why you have to hide this makes zero sense. If you're Tom Allen and you feel the need before Ohio State, you play them in week number one to hide the identity of your quarterback, then you know that's what you do in gamesmanship. But there's no gamesmanship going on on Saturday night there no no it, it, it was totally unnecessary and even even if there was nothing uh untoward going on even if they weren't trying to pull a fast one it looks the perception is that they tried to pull a fast one uh Sykin was supposed to be available uh after the second uh practice uh joint practice with the bears he wasn't uh, i think there's a, I have every reason to believe that somebody is going to ask him, you know, what, what's your quarterback rotation going to be? And he didn't want to have to lie about it. So they just decided not to make him available. And, you know, again, maybe they weren't trying to pull a fast one. But that's the perception. Yeah, that's certainly the way it looks, and that's how it's interpreted. And they they have to do a better job. And Bob, this is something they've been fighting for about five years. I mean, they they really they really have been fighting this. And you know, every time they take a step toward, I mean, o- owning a little bit more of that public decision making confidence, they they take a couple of steps backward. Well, I mean, it goes back even further to the way they handled the Andrew Luck injury. I remember. So clearly, Chuck, where, you know, he was in Europe, but uh, uh, Andrew was, and the Colts kept saying, yeah, he'll be back, he'll be back, he'll be back. And five days in a row, hey, is Andrew Luck back? Chuck Pagano was like, no, nah, he's, he's on his way. I said, is he taking a boat, Chuck? Is he taking a <laughs> boat? Is he swimming here? I mean, <laughs> probably not the most appropriate thing to see at a press conference, but Chuck thought it was funny. Um you're right. There, There is a disconnect, and I think they need to do everything in their power to improve the relationship with this city and its fan base because they're going to need a reservoir of goodwill because they're going to suck this year, and they may not be very good for a year or two or even three. Well, they, they need to try to create – there's a common theme to me here. You got to create a confidence between your organization, this team, and your fan base. Like clearly, the confidence there is between what Jim Irsay believes in Chris Ballard. Because with the fans and with Jim, I mean, either one really has a great deal of reason to feel confident in the decision making of the other. But you've you've got to build it and start building it someplace. And well, with the fans, yeah. th- this has been crushed so many different times. A decision like that, and then we end up bringing it up and we magnify it probably make it a lot worse and you know it's just it's just something they can't get out of their own way about yeah i mean and even with this jonathan taylor thing okay you can you can agree with their take on this but the fact that they first of all why is he in philadelphia does he get marriott points how does this work why is jonathan taylor who doesn't want to be an indianapolis colt maybe for good very good reason um why is he there I mean, it seems to me he, he's he's infecting the whole team with his attitude, and I don't know why he's there. And nobody's given me a good explanation as to why. 
you know, and the fact that they haven't apparently, according to Jim Irsay, they have not even tried to uh, give Jonathan Taylor an offer. They they are playing hardball on this. And if you're a Colts fan, all you give a crap about is winning. And Anthony Anthony, or excuse me, Jonathan Taylor helps you win a lot more than him not being there. I mean, he's he's a difference maker when he's healthy. So you know, I, I think I think there's going to be a, a bad feelings. You know, the the way they're handling this Jonathan Taylor fiasco, and of course. Jim Irsay with some of his impertinent uh, tweets and saying the things that he said, uh, the Colts do not do not come off well here. So Bob Kravitz joins us via the Andy Moore Automotive Group hotline. And listen, it, it was clear what the Colts' operational procedure was to start this. I mean, they they didn't want to pay Jonathan Taylor. They were going to make him prove it. That's where Jonathan Taylor is right now, and the guy that he hired back in May to represent him had certainly a more harder core view, clearly, at how to address the situation than maybe what the previous rep did. So here's where we are right now. And I talked to a lot of people around here. Everybody suggests that he's not going to play a down again in a Colts uniform. But many nationally believe he will. What's your thought on this right now, knowing that things could change a couple of different times moving forward, but where do you think he plays? The next time he plays an NFL game, where is it? I think it might be game eight of of the regular season with the Colts. It's going to be really hard to make this. There's so many moving parts here, John. First, you've got to find somebody who's willing to give him what he wants financially. That's going to be hard. And then you've got to come up with a trade with trade value that's okay with the Colts. And so you've got these two independent things going on, and I'm not sure they're going to be able to pull that off. You know, I mean, yeah, I think there are people who are, are, are willing to make a trade, but are they willing to pay what he wants and vice versa? They may be willing to pay him what he wants, but they don't want to give the Colts the equivalent of a first-round pick, say a, a second and a third or second and a fourth. So um, I think they're going to, you know, they're going to just play this thing out. Uh, Eight-game eight, eight is kind of the magic number because you've got to play six games to get in a crude season and uh, become, become a free agent. And the Colts uh, are able to put them on this list for two games. So – uh, Chris Jones, in fact, who's holding out with the Kansas City Chiefs, basically said, you'll see me in game eight. So it would not shock me if that's the situation with Jonathan. Bob, when you look at this Colts roster right now, where would you rank it in the NFL if you were looking at every team as far as how good it is? Because, I mean, you don't have Jonathan Taylor. I mean, clearly that's your best offensive option right there. You don't have him. You make the situation even worse, a roster that's not good in the first place. Where would you rank it if you were able to rank it today among those other NFL teams? I can't think of a team that's that's less likely to win games than the Colts at this point. I think I think this is a really rough rough uh, uh, group um, you, you know you, you, you I just look at that secondary you've got two UDFAs undrafted free agents starting at the corners and they're back they're backed up by two rookies 
I think the defensive line is going to be pretty good. I think the linebackers will be okay. I think the secondary is a problem. I'm still not sold on this offensive line. I'm definitely not sold on their running game. I'm definitely not sold uh, on their passing ability with the young quarterback. And uh, I'm not sold on, on their wide receivers and tight ends. So I, I just think, you know, 32 teams, they're damn, they're damn near 32 when it comes to the quality of their, of their group. It's uh, Bob Kravitz. You can find his work at substack.com slash at Bob Kravitz. Musings, uh, musings, I should say, of an old sports rider with Bob Kravitz on the Andy Moore Automotive Group hotline. The over-under, I think, Vegas odds-wise is six and a half, and I've, I've gone under yeah. that, certainly. But do you think that the problem you're going to have is last year was a circus and a disaster. Um, yes. And you go well, under four so, wins. And we're, we haven't even played. We're just approaching the third game of the preseason. It's already been a clown show with this whole Jonathan Taylor situation. So uh, I, I don't know where they go from here, but uh, it's it's kind of it's kind of dicey. Man, they need. I mean, I don't expect it. Don't get me wrong here, but they need a just a surprisingly effective more so than anybody ever thought rookie season from their quarterback to help save them from themselves right now a little bit you know i, I mean again i don't expect it but man they need it they, they need it badly but again 13 games yeah. he played 13 games he completed 53 54 percent of his passes i mean he was you know sec defenses put it to him most weeks um so to think that he's going to be dynamite his rookie year, I think is is uh, I, I think you're dreaming, honestly. And you know, Peyton talked to I asked Peyton about having the uh, the record for most interceptions thrown by a rookie. Clearly, he wants to see it broken. He doesn't want to see it broken by Anthony. But I got news for you, Anthony Mike, <laughs> Anthony, one of those guys. Most likely, Anthony is going to break that record. Yeah, I, I kind of wonder. I'm, I'm I, positive today, aren't I? I? Well, yeah. I mean, and, and that's kind of the way that it is. I guess that leads me to this question. Because much like last year with the Pacers, I mean, the Pacers really did undersell it. They they played better, got everybody excited. Everybody's excited going into this year now. But this year with, with, with the Colts, there's not a great deal of optimism, yet the fans, at least from the ones I talked to, are seemingly cool with a wait and see and hoping that that quarterback shows signs of being, you know, who everybody hopes that he ultimately can be. How long do you think that patience will last around here with the fan base? No, I give it a game. <laughs> no, I, I, I look. These are smart fans, and they got tired of seeing those old bones of Matt Ryan and Philip Rivers and whatever we got with uh, Carson Wentz. I, I think they're just thrilled that it's something new and fresh. And I, I think, I think people are smart. They understand this is going to. I mean, Peyton was three and thirteen. He had Marshall Falk and Marvin Harrison. This team doesn't have anybody close. To, I mean, well, they did, but they're going to let him let him try and get a trade in Jonathan Taylor. So you know, yeah, people people understand. I I I think they'll give it a year or two before they start getting a little antsy. You know, I'm sure when Anthony struggles and he will, people will say, "How about Gardner Minshew?" And 
look, if he loses his confidence and it becomes a Zach Wilson situation, then, yeah, I mean, then maybe you do think about sitting them down and letting them learn from the sideline. But I think the game plan going in is let him take his lumps, as Peyton did, and let him learn on the fly. Um, so you think it's going to take a game for everybody starting to want Gardner Minshew out there? Now, a year ago, we saw the owner step in and install Ellinger as a quarterback starter. Yeah. I, I, I mean, are they going to be able to to keep him off of such situations this year? I think so. I, I He can't be that ridiculous, can he? I mean, he does some silly stuff. But I, I just – this is the franchise. Don't mess with the franchise. You know, and he went. He obviously lived through the, through the three and thirteen Peyton Manning rookie year. He, he should know what to expect, and it's going to be really ugly at times. And I think there are going to be times, especially when in the running game, where he is electric. Uh, you know, a truly dynamic, a dynamic player. So um, I, I think that's what they got going for them. If they run the ball a lot uh, with, with Zach Moss or Deion Jackson or whoever. I think they can be somewhat effective, but that passing game is going to be—it's going to be rough. Yeah, I said one, and maybe even higher than that. I said one out of every three. You're going to go, oh wow, that's good. But those other three times, be a lot of face palming going on in the stands. There's no question about that. So, Bob Kravitz, what's coming up next with your column, Bob? What do you got? Well, I'm, I'm going to uh, cover the game tomorrow. Uh, I'm gonna. My Dateline will be my couch, my couch, Indiana. Uh, that'll be my Dateline, and yeah, I'm gonna just write from from my couch about the game, and uh, you know, I, I want to head up to Purdue at some point here soon, do something on their new coach. So I got a couple things planned. Yeah, I talked to I talked to Ryan Walters on Monday too. He's a he's he's a good conversation. It, it it's funny. He reminds me a great deal of Shane Steichen because there's not much other alternative conversation going on, but anything regarding football. That's basically it. Well, I want to talk to him about football, so it works out. It works out well. It works out well. Yeah, I mean, well, and and again, Shane Steichen gives you about five word answers on football and is there anybody more uncomfortable in having to be pressed into answering jonathan taylor questions than shane yeah, steichen we, is yeah i i told him because i saw him getting kind of he had this look on his face like you guys gotta stop asking me about this and i told him afterwards i said shane we're gonna ask you every day we're gonna ask you every day and all you got to do is say i don't know or <laughs> whatever you have to say in three words or less uh, because you never know when things are going to change. We learned that with Andrew Luck. The one day you don't ask about Andrew Luck, that's the day they put him back on, on injured reserve or whatever. So you, you, as a journalist, you've got to ask that important question every single damn day, and it's his job to answer it as honestly and in, in as few words as possible. It is amazing to think about what everybody's gone through with this football team, this organization over the last handful of years. I I say this all the time. I no longer am able to say, yeah, you know what, there's no way that's ever going to happen because there's like been three different times around here where you say that and what actually happened was what you talked about never, ever happening. It's amazing. Well, letting Peyton go would be one. And then, then, uh, then, uh, you know, Andrew Luck retiring – and then, of course, this whole Jonathan Taylor mess. And, 
you know, I, you know, even if you can make the argument that he's not worth it, you know, the bottom line is fans want want their team to win, and you are more likely to win with Jonathan Taylor than you are without him. Uh, you know, to me, this is the Colts saying, "A, we're not going to pay him," and and B. We're not terribly concerned about the wins and losses this year. Hey, regarding Manning, too, and your column, what are his true feelings about Indy? I mean, I know that they're secondary now, certainly to Denver, where he lives and he calls home, his main home of many. But what does he think about Indy overall here? I, I think I think he still loves this place. It's a, I think it's got a, a special place in his heart. You know, I there's no question – that there there were some wounded feelings when they let him go. Um, you know, uh, I think he's still close with Jim Irsay, but I think that hurt a lot, and I understand that. I also understand why they did what they did. Um, but they're going to be in, they're going to be in Denver for for the normal reasons. His wife loves it. It's a great place to live, and his kids are in school and. No, you don't want to move your kids when you're in school. When they're in school, you know they grow up, they got their friends, they got their, they got everything going on their social life. So, I think they love Denver. It's a great town, but uh, I don't think there's any harsh feelings towards Indianapolis. He's still out here a lot. He still does a lot with charity, and especially with his hospital. So, uh, I don't, I don't think, you know. I think he was hurt by the whole thing, but I, I don't think there's bad feelings there. Uh, maybe this is never even approached, but in, in a private moment, have you ever asked Jim if he regrets now knowing where we are, regrets making that decision of, of cutting Peyton loose? And I, and I know that at the moment, it, you know, what else would you have to do? But just knowing what you know now, would he have done the same thing? I, I would say yes. I would say yes. I've never asked him. Uh, it's never come up in conversation. But um, I, I think he looks back and says, hey, you know, Peyton would have been surrounded by a really bad football team that was under the gun with, with finances and the salary cap. And I, I think I think he still feels strongly that that was a move that had to be made. And, and I agree. You know, it pains me, but I agree. Uh, Bob Kravitz, again, Bob Kravitz's work you can find at substack.com slash at Bob Kravitz. Musings of an old sports writer. His latest regarding a column talking about Anthony Richardson and getting the inside of one, Peyton Manning. Again, you can check it out, substack.com slash at Bob Kravitz. Covering from the couch cushion tomorrow for the Colts and the Eagles in preseason game three. Now, does that include you get to sit there and drink some bourbon too? No, there will be no uh, no alcohol or anything else involved. I will be a uh, I will be a um, I'll, I'll be good. I'll be good. I mean, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll, be, I'll be fine. Uh, there, there there might be a cheesesteak since it's Philly. Nice. I just got you. Might as well you're here. Might as well just go with the regular steak. Put something on the grill. No. Bring it back in there. Roll it. So. Yeah, that'd be nice. No, I'll be I'll be responsible. Hey, you, are you enjoying this? I am, man. This is great. Uh, I write what I want, when I want, how I want. I can write a thousand words, two thousand words, six hundred words. It doesn't matter. Uh, this has been great fun, and I hope people will continue to uh, subscribe 
and uh, that way I can pay my mortgage. We will have you on and talk it up all the time, whenever you want, Bob. I appreciate you. My my pleasure. It's uh, Bob Kravitz right there. Always good to the show. You know, one of these days, do you guys think it's about time? Is it a worthy question? And do you think it's about time? In a moment, if you were able to ask Jim Irsay, if he had it to do all over again, knowing what he knows now, not just in that moment, not the moments leading up to that moment, but if he if he knew then what he does right now, would he have made a similar Manning decision? Sounds like a really good question one of these days. Maybe nobody really wants to know. Maybe it sounds silly. Maybe it's way too far back. All right, quick break, and we'll come back. Bob Kravitz right there, podcast 107.5thefan.com. IU football coach Tom Allen knows who the quarterback is going to be. He's just not ready to announce it. Tom's going to join us at 5.30. Kevin Bowen coming up at the top of the hour. Oh, this is brand new right here. Indeed that it is. The Colts have given Jonathan Taylor until Tuesday to find a suitable trade after authorizing the star running back to find a trade partner. Again, that's Stephen Holder. Six teams have inquired about Taylor's availability and two have made offers. Again, according to Stephen Holder, six teams have inquired about Taylor's availability and two have made offers. Colts have given Jonathan Taylor until Tuesday to find a suitable trade after authorizing the star running back to find a trade partner. And Stephen Holder has that at ESPN.com. We'll discuss that coming up on the other side, too. Kevin Bowen, top of the hour, 93.5107, find the fan. Life is full of things to manage. Your work, your family, your plans, and your treatment. Consider Kesimpta, Ofatumumab 20-milligram injection. You can take it yourself from the comfort of home. If you're ready for something different, ask your healthcare provider about Kesimpta and check out the details at kesimpta.com. Brought to you by Novartis Pharmaceuticals Corporation. Welcome back to Dealing Together. First caller? I bought three sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller? I traded my old Samsung at AT AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus and chose my plan. That's not a bad deal. It is not. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. The Ride with JMV. It takes him a second to get on the stool because he's under five feet tall. 93.5 and 107.5. The Fan. Uh, The latest from Stephen Holder regarding Jonathan Taylor and the ongoing saga of the Colts running back and his team. Uh, Adam Schefter tweeted this out. Deadline here. Colts have given Jonathan Taylor until Tuesday to find a suitable trade after authorizing the star running back to find a trade partner. Six teams have inquired about Taylor's availability and two have made offers per Stephen Holder. So you wonder what the offers are. I cannot imagine. And you know it's not going to be anywhere near a number one with what the Colts are looking for. So 
a disgruntled Jonathan Taylor coming back next week. Right? Talk to Kevin Bowen about that coming up here at the top of the hour. Six teams have called and two have made off. Let's see if we can think about those six teams for a moment. Miami, Buffalo, Chicago, Minnesota, Arizona. You have five. Guessing right there. Wow. Hey, by the way, too, Major League Baseball fans, we'll get more on that with Kevin coming up at the top of the hour. He and I will discuss that. And afternoon baseball today, Cardinals, Cubs, both in action. Cubs 5-4, whereas I think that just ended, in fact. Yeah, I've gone final now, 6-4. Cubs beat the Tigers in Detroit this afternoon. Uh, Reds down two, and Otani's got the ball for the Angels. And um, Reds down 2-0 right now. Reds won last night 4-3 if you stayed up late. If you're a Reds fan and you watched that, uh, it is Andrew Abbott and Otani, the mound matchup this afternoon. I'm trying to see what happened here. It looked like, uh, yeah, Otani had a two-run home run. He's pitching and also had a two-run home run. He was 44th. There you go. <laughs> that seems to work well. We are looking for it. Be the pitcher, and you can hit a two-run home run. As he has. And again, this is a doubleheader, if you remember, too, because of the inclement weather conditions in Southern California on Monday. Reds and Angels again later on tonight. That's around 940 or so. And Otani apparently just got pulled from the game. Second inning injury. So Otani is out after pitching an inning and something and hitting a two-run home run. (laughs) So, hey, yeah, you hate to see guys get injured. Reds and Angels this afternoon, the first of two. Yeah, did I leave out Miami? I thought I mentioned Miami there. If I left out Miami, my bad. Yeah, Barry Jackson had this earlier today. Talks with Miami and the Colts are ongoing whether Miami is willing to meet the Colts' demands. There's nobody out there going to meet the Colts' demands. Anybody out there is going to be willing to give up a number one? Anybody out there at all? You got to keep in mind the guy is on PUP right now. And I'm sure that the right, the accurate information about this is being shared. But come on, what do we think is going to be the highest draft pick the Colts are going to even sniff with this. I have people telling me right now, you know, if they can get back a fourth round selection in this, it'll be okay. You know, many say, well, what about a day two? But if you get back less than a third rounder, it seems like everybody's going to be happy. But a first rounder, come on. Who in the world is going to end up doing that? But certainly Miami is in that absolute mix right there. That's from Brian. So I'm sorry I'm not paying attention. I'm a school administrator. You know it's hard for me. I want to be in that fantasy football league of yours. Ryan says, I'll happily accept the bar restock and get out of your way. And the winner doesn't want it. One winner does, but the winner wants me to deliver it to him. And you know how much I want to do that. 
Joel Breck says, how about Miles Sanders and a second rounder? Or unite him with Frank Reich, he being Jonathan Taylor. They're going to get a ladder round selection, maybe a couple if they're lucky, and that's going to be about it. I mean, if you could get anything usable in the now and draftable in the future, that would be great. But to say that these teams aren't going to to completely lowball the Colts right now and that the Colts are going to stand strong at number one. Anybody out there reasonably believe that any team is going to offer a number one? Because the way this whole situation has gone right now, you'd take it, right? I mean, if anybody had offered a number one, you would, you would take it. Charles Bryant says this, so if the Colts have overall talent at the bottom of the league, like Kravitz said, what does that say about Ballard? Well, it's not good. It is not good. However, especially after six years of this, Charles, six years of chasing your tail on it, the situation that if if you pin it all on Chris right now, and he's the general manager, and you certainly can and should, I completely understand that he has been given the vote of confidence for this reboot from Jim Irsay. So he's going nowhere. I don't know how bad this season would have to be to see any more changes. I, I don't think at all. I think it can be as bad as what Bob Kravitz just explained to us. And there are going to be survival, survivable pieces out of this. It just... I've said this all along. I think this reboot for Chris gets this year, next year, and into year three. Unless you go into year two and it continues to be an absolute disaster. And then once you get into year two, it'll still be into year two. I I don't see year three at least. And again, don't blame me. I'm just a messenger on this. Like you go back, you look at a body of work, and I'd love to know, you look around the NFL and how many people have been given this much of an opportunity. It rarely, if ever, happens. I mean, you're given three years, basically, and if you don't show signs or if you show, you know, even with all the other circumstances that happen around it, you don't show signs of improvement, and especially in that final year, if it's completely FUBAR like it was last year, that's your swan song. But there has been a vote of confidence given, clearly. Now back to your calls on the other side. I mentioned Kevin Bowen, top of the hour. Who's your football coach, Tom Allen? He has a starter, yet he has not named that quarterback starter. We'll talk to Tom about that at the bottom of the 5 o'clock hour. Tomorrow's show, Mike Chappell's on here. Dude from Philly talks Philly things with us. And Michael Rooker, the actor who's going to be in town upcoming. Hey, when is the uh, PopCon? What date is that? that? This weekend? I think it's this weekend. Michael Rooker is going to be in town this weekend. I, I have a great deal of enjoyment and respect for Michael Rooker. He's been on this show before. He's just a great personality. Uh, he joins us coming up tomorrow. So we're Corey Davis, wide receiver, once a first-round selection by the Titans. He retired today as a member, a wide receiver of the New York Jets. Uh, Jason says that 16 that you're searching for here is Philly. 
I thought Philly didn't hold that position in high regard. I, I get to hear that, Jason, all the time. And I still don't understand that. And I know what they're doing with DeAndre Swift and, you know, the whole by committee thing. But they still, with that success they had with that offense last year, they had a running back that rushed for over 1,200 yards. They needed it, and they got it. I know that they had a quarterback that rushed for over 700 himself. But they needed those rushing. That's what I talk about. The, it's necessary to help out your rookie quarterback with somebody, again, if healthy, that can give you strong output from the running back position, even if league-wide it's not valued like that. Now, they leaned on him often a year ago. Get the latest from Adam Schefter. Colts have given Jonathan Taylor until Tuesday to find a suitable trade after they authorized the running back to find a trade partner earlier in the week, according to Stephen Holder. Six teams in all have inquired about Taylor's availability. Two of these six have made offers. Did that per Stephen Holder. Quick break, we'll come back. Your calls, Kevin Bowen, top of the hour. Tom Allen coming up at the bottom of the five. Stuff for you to win, too, on 93.5 and 107.5 The Fan. Life is full of things to manage. Your work, your family, your plans, and your treatment. Consider Kesimpta, Ofatumumab 20-milligram injection. You can take it yourself from the comfort of home. If you're ready for something different, ask your healthcare provider about Kesimpta and check out the details at kesimpta.com. Brought to you by Novartis Pharmaceuticals Corporation. Welcome back to Dealing Together. First caller? I bought three sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller? I traded my old Samsung at AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus and chose my plan. That's not a bad deal. It is not. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. The Ride with JMV. The Sportos, Motorheads, Geeks, Sluts, Bloods, Wastoids, Dweebies, they all adore him. They think he's a righteous dude. 93.5 and 107.5. The Fan. Bob Kravitz a little bit earlier. Podcast 107.5thefan.com. Tom Allen coming up at the 5 o'clock hour. Who's your head coach? He knows who the quarterback is going to be as a starter. Start the season, but he's not going to tell us. I'll ask him. Uh, JMV, I understand the Colts are giving JT until Tuesday. What is the or else? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Um, Michael says, trade to Miami for a second-day pick and underpaid, but injured Ramsey. We were just talking to uh, Todd Meyer was in here, joking around. And I, um, I mean, I see a low-round pick at best. There's a reason why the Colts set this at a number one. And no way in the world somebody's going to give you a number one. So you set it. You set it because you know you're not going to have to trade him. Many differ. We'll ask Kevin about that top of the hour. We'll get Rick on here before Kevin. Hello, Rick. How are you? Good, John. How are you? Rick, I'm great. Thank you for asking. Uh, I'm taking a look at YouTube and some of the different videos with regards to Jonathan Taylor. 
And I noticed that Lewis Riddick, and I watched it, was adamant about Taylor not being traded and staying with the Colts because he was a uh, foundational player. And they talked about all the different effects that Taylor has on the other team as far as wearing down defenses and so forth. And it seems like he would – that. It, Uh, Riddick also said that he would make an exception for Taylor. And considering when you compare apples to apples, uh, and Naeem Naeem Hines got an extension while he was under contract, it seems like that uh, Taylor should be given one as well. And I also heard uh, on uh, your station this morning, Booger McFarland was talking uh, that he said Jonathan Taylor wants to stay in Indianapolis, according to him. Well, I will tell you this, and Rick, and thank you for the call. All along, the Colts have been operating under our way or you just play. I mean, that's it. I mean, it's that's it. They, they weren't going to give him any more money. He was going to play out his contract, and then they were going to look at what he did, and then they were going to give him whatever, either – you end up franchise tagging him or, you know, maybe even you feel certain that you're going to give him a little bit of something that he's looking for in an extension or longer term. But the Colts were going to wait. And I just think this is another piece of them doing what they want to do in all this and waiting. I still will tell you that he is so incredibly necessary. I don't care what anybody says. You look at their running backs, you look at this offense, you look at their roster, and then you look at him. I know what you saw a year ago. Well, he was an injured player a year ago. He's on PUP right now. Let's just say, for example, if he were given an extension, he'd probably go out and practice tomorrow. That's my guess. But a healthy Jonathan Taylor is still the best offensive weapon on this team and what is necessary for the growth of your quarterback, and you are completely missing out on this. With this particular hardcore stance, and that's what it is. Quick break, Rick. Thank you for the call. Tom Allen, Kevin Bowen, 5 o'clock hour, your chance to win. So if I were you, I wouldn't move. Inside the lounge via YouTube Live or right here, 93.5 and 107.5 The Fan. The Ride. Life is full of things to manage. Your work, your family, your plans, and your treatment. Consider Kesimpta, Ofatumumab 20 milligram injection. You can take it yourself from the comfort of home. If you're ready for something different, ask your healthcare provider about Kesimpta and check out the details at kesimpta.com. Brought to you by Novartis Pharmaceuticals Corporation. Welcome back to Dealing Together. First caller? I bought three sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller? I traded my old Samsung at AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus and chose my plan. That's not a bad deal. It is not. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. With JMV. You take drugs, Danny? Every day. Good. So what's the problem? I don't know. 93.5 and 107.5. The Fan. Tom Allen, who's your football coach coming up bottom of the hour? Tom knows who the starter is at quarterback, but he's not telling. He, as they say in southern Indiana where I'm from, he ain't telling. 
I don't know. James has given me a list of 11 questions to ask to try to pry it out of the Hoosier football coach. What are the chances I get that done? What are the chances James's questions are good enough for me to get that done? Tom Allen, bottom of the hour again tomorrow, 5 o'clock. Colts pregame huddle with me, Bill Brooks, here in studio, 5 until 7, countdown to kickoff. Matt Rick and Alara from Philly after that, getting you set for that final preseason game in Philadelphia. Of course, you got it right here on the Colts Radio Network. Te- Television-wise, it's Amazon Prime, which I have no stinking idea where to find it. But I can find RTV6 because Brad Brown has been there doing sports since the dawn of man. Brad Brown. No, I'm sorry. And even before the dawn of man, Kevin Gregory has been there doing weather. RTV6 tomorrow night. Oh, it's brand new as the babies, as the kids in the household. I, I should say at least Max in the household of one of the two in the morning. I affectionately call him Sweebo. It is the morning wake-up call with Andy Sweeney and Kevin Bowen, or in this case, Kevin and Andy. And part of Sweebo joins me now via the Andy Moore Automotive Group hotline. He is the bow part. He's the Bowen, Kevin Bowen. Hello, Kevin. When I hear you say that, I keep on thinking you're talking about Western Boone High School. Sweebo. You guys are Sweebo. How are things going, you and Sweebo? And I don't know why, like, everybody loves the morning wood thing. Did you see what somebody sent you last week? That was awesome. <laughs> yeah. yeah, people make some really funny graphics very quickly nowadays. I was, I, I wish I was blessed with that talent. Me too. Uh, things are good. Um, you know, Andy's energy is through the roof at 7 a.m., and he is ready to go. And obviously he's walked into, to steal a phrase from him, manna from heaven with this Jonathan Taylor story here in week one. I'm like, man, you know, I was kind of hoping we could get to know you a little bit more with the I mean, show. But, yeah, I, I think uh, Andy has so much energy. Does he ever walk in studio with you and Mark and yell at the top of his lungs, say hello to my little friend, and then make sense out of that? <laughs> he's got that much yeah. energy. He's he, uh, He's got some Tony Montana type of energy working in the morning. He does, and, you know, I think you're hitting that a little bit there. You know, he's welcoming his first kid here in a few months, so he's currently posted up at an Airbnb by himself while his wife, um, whatever, seven and a half months pregnant, is down in southern Indiana still, and I guess he's got that coffee cranked up, ready to go in the morning, and uh, he certainly uh, fills our airwaves with all that energy <laughs> for uh, for three hours, but super knowledgeable, um, and he's a guy that is very passionate about the NFL, so walks into the chair at a very good time, considering the uh, the topic at hand. So you do you have to share a toilet with other people at an Airbnb? Do you have your uh, own toilet? Well, I guess it depends on you know the the dimensions of the Airbnb. I, I, he is alone in the house, so I would. Assume, oh, okay. Yeah, I mean he's got his own TV. I, I have never done the Airbnb where like someone is just renting out their room. That that's yeah. I I, I need a little bit more privacy. Nor do I maybe trust humanity. I can't um, share a toilet. There's no way in the world. The roof. Yeah, you're not a big road game guy. You've made that clear, right? Well, I mean, Andy Andy is from Southern Indiana, so they 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 do a lot of toilet sharing down there. <laughs> Hold on, <laughs> what do you got, James? So Andy is texting me right now. He says, "No sharing oh. of the toilet. It's basically an apartment. It's not a hostile." 
or hostile. That's hostile. what a hostile. <laughs> I was just reading how it was spelled. <laughs> it's okay. Seriously, I mean, there are a lot of outhouses. I mean, much like Kentucky, that far yeah. in southern Indiana, you're not quite all in you know to having indoor plumbing just yet you you still like you still love turtle man down there as, as much as everybody does it's a it's a big deal there so uh, maybe having your own bathroom is a big deal for him up here now andy references you as the godfather <laughs> yeah right on the show are you gonna you know maybe change the twitter profile change the linkedin page to yeah, Throw out the Godfather on there. Yeah, can you imagine how much hell I would take if I did something stupid like that? <laughs> <laughs> I just, I would just rather muddle along me and old dumbass me. You know what I mean? That's me. I, I fit that much better than I do anything else. Yeah. But I thank him for that. But no, I'm glad I've been listening to, and I'm glad everything's going well through three days. Yeah, and it seems like, and I haven't, I know Jake was out today, but it seems like things are going well from uh, noon to three. So hopefully, all of our listeners are um, enjoying the new lineup here on the fam. Think anybody's ever taken a day off in day number three of their new job to go to a White Sox game? <laughs> well, White Sox game in 110 degree heat <laughs> as well. Yeah, I don't know if Jake thought he was interviewing for the new GM or president job <laughs> there with the White Sox, but... Yeah, boy, I uh, I had to chuckle when I when I, I I totally forgot he had mentioned that a couple of weeks ago. I mean, it's one thing to go up to Wrigley for the Springsteen concert. I don't know if the business business businessman day special at Old Comiskey is uh, is needed in this heat from Jake. But yeah, I hope he uh, hope he enjoyed White Sox and whoever they're playing Mariners or something. Kevin Bowen, the morning show. It is the morning wake up call with Kevin and Andy, seven until ten a.m. here on ninety three five and one zero seven five. The fan Monday through Friday, weekday mornings, right here. All right, so the Colts now have a deadline, and somewhere Andy Brand's probably got you know, sports arousal by seeing a deadline there. Um, Colts have given Jonathan Taylor until Tuesday to find a suitable trade after authorizing the running back to find a trade partner again. This via Stephen Holder as well. Six teams have inquired about Taylor's availability and two have made the offers per holder. I, I, I would love to see the offers because I'm, I'm quite sure we're going to laugh at them compared to the high dollar value that the Colts put on priority wise their running back, right? Wouldn't it be funny? Yeah, it, it certainly would. I, I, six teams, I mean, gosh, I guess that's, I don't know, it's a few more than I thought. I guess six teams inquiring is different than two offering, but Hey, if you get you know multiple teams in this and can play the bid game over the next six days, uh, I, I think that makes some sense to me. But again, it's still you know as we get another layer to this story, John, it's still wild that this is where it's at, where yeah. you know, seemingly you are close-ish to the finish line. I mean, I know uh, getting all the way there, of course, is is arguably the hardest hurdle to clear. But wow, I mean. Yeah, come 4 o'clock on Tuesday and you assemble a 53-man roster, the dude on the southwest corner of Lucas Oil Stadium plastered up there for everybody to see driving on I-70. I guess he might be driving on I-70 one final time to his next destination. I'll tell you what, we there's some uh, some teams around here in the past are are capable uh, in their own right or you know with help from you know the player itself, uh, they can turn a very lovable personality and a player into a villain pretty damn quick around here, you know. Yeah, and again, I, I think blame here is certainly both sides of it. Um, you know, I thought you know, Taylor was clearly frustrated dating back to the spring. If I'm not mistaken, I think Stephen Holder re- re- reported, and I hope I have this right, um, that 
Taylor's representation or Taylor, I don't know exactly who it was, approached the Colts back in the spring about, you know, wanting a, a, an extension. And that was, you know, whatever, a couple months into Shane Steichen tenure. And that's when the Colts said no. And, and clearly that stance has not changed to the point where you're not even really in a negotiation, you know, phase, because that's typically what happens here this time of year. I think Leonard signed his extension, I would say probably like mid-August. I know Quentin Nelson and Naheem Hines, for example, they were closer to the start of the season. But um, whether it is the arrival of Shane Steichen that's influencing this more than anything, um, clearly the Colts have altered their blueprint with it. And it's kind of wild to think that, you know, names like Ian Rappaport and Adam Schefter, who are extremely plugged in league-wide, I think they pretty much said in the last 24 hours that if they were a betting man, they would say he will be traded. And, and again, just the fact that we're there um, uh, based off where, you know, things look after the draft is, uh, it's crazy to me. Yeah. Jim Irsay is going to have to backpedal on that hard line stance, which was silly to make anyway, but it's going to be made even sillier now if something like this does take place. Yeah, I guess <laughs> I know, I'm thinking back to his comments. The night of the bus uh, the bus meeting between him and Jonathan Taylor and how staunch he was with those comments about he won't yeah. be traded now, he won't be traded in October. And I've said this throughout, John, as much as I disagree with the overall premise of not even negotiating with Taylor and uh, you know telling Anthony Richardson that the most important ingredient in his kitchen, or certainly one of them, from a skill skill position standpoint, is now gone. Um, if you're unwilling to extend him and, and you don't want him to be part of your future, then you have to trade him. And you have to try and get some return on that. Again, I don't necessarily agree with that. Um, and I understand Taylor's frustration with it all of, wait a minute, you know, you've extended all these guys before me, including a running back, and now you have this change of thought. Why should I believe your words? You know, and basically, and who knows what their words are, but what if their words are, yeah, play out this season, and then we'll talk after the season. Well, if you're Jonathan Taylor, you're going to sit there and say, hey, I know how this works. I, I see how teams treat running backs. I see how you're treating me right now. You're going to slap the franchise tag on me, and this is how it's going to go. Um, I, I understand where Taylor's camp is is coming from on that. I, I get what the Colts are saying. I just don't necessarily agree with it, um, especially when – and it almost seems like we've kind of forgotten this in the last few months. It, it, it's almost, maybe I should be reminding people, like, did we forget how raw and inexperienced and inaccurate Anthony Richardson was at Florida? I mean, this is – you cannot compare his collegiate resume to any first-round pick in recent history, whether it's the inexperienced nature to it and that combined with, again, uh, the inaccuracy that he showed. I, I remember after the draft, I, I was thinking just how much of a kind of a unicorn pick this was. And I went back and looked at the last three years of college football. I think the college games changed a lot here over the last few years, so I didn't want to go too far back. And I went back in the last three years and looked at Richardson's uh, the season he just had. He had over 300 pass attempts in his 13 starts and if you look up the completion percentage number for Richardson I think it was like 170 some quarterbacks qualified for having as many pass attempts as he did and he was dead last of the 170 some QBs over the last three years so again this is just an incredibly 
far-fetched sort of project that any team has tried to take on in round one. And given that, that's where I think you, you have to live in reality and you have to, I think, alter and, and, and you know differ with your line of thinking and not have these necessarily these core values as a franchise because if you don't get Richardson right early on, then you're going to be in a world of hurt as a franchise. You ask if the Colts may have forgotten the inexperience they have with Richardson. Well, clearly they did on Saturday because they didn't think he needed any reps. You know, no snaps, no nothing, and then waited till everybody got their ass in the building before <laughs> making that announcement, which made them look really bad. And I also go back to something else that you said, you know, about the extensions of all these other, let's just say, non-essential position players on this team. That's what should really make everybody pissed. And even if it is a complete change in philosophy from Chris Ballard for the better, the fact that this is so unrecognizable for you, the necessity of him being with this quarterback and this group right now, when, you know, now is the time you're finally going to, you know, to change the pace after six years of just beating your head against the wall with crap that clearly didn't work and being able to survive that. And now is the time. This is the stand you're going to take. And a guy that's played 13 games collegiately and clearly needs all the offensive help, this is where you're going to take your stand. If I'm a Colts fan, that's exactly how I feel. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more with that, John. I, you know, listener of ours who him and I have had many back and forth over the, you know, whatever, the last couple of years. And I enjoy um, some of his thoughts. But, you know, he was one of those that falls in the line of, if Taylor wants to take this stance, then you just tell him to whatever, sit out and pout and, you know, whatever. You draw the hard line in the sand and say, tough luck. Um, you know, we're going to slap the franchise tag on you or we're going to let you walk in free agency next year. But to your point, you are not in a position as a franchise to play the ticket game. The We're going to stand out in front of the school board and we're going to have our billboard up and we're going to say this and that and and – you just can't do that when you are a four-win football team that just drafted one of the most inexperienced quarterbacks ever to enter the NFL. Uh, that's that's not the game that you can play right now. You need actions and you need resources to help out Anthony Richardson. That is what you need, and so um, or actual players, and obviously that would be Taylor. Uh, but in this case, I'm referencing you know trading him and trying to get something in return for him. So that sounds good. And all of that, you know, might look good when you're in a meeting and what's band together and we're going to send a message and we're going to, you know, whatever, carry the flag for the CBA and NFL owners and this and that. Ultimately that doesn't matter. None of that matters. What matters is, are you helping out your young quarterbacks development? That is the only thing, the only question that matters. And every decision the Colts make for this season and the next few seasons is about that. And I don't think anyone can sit here and say letting Jonathan Taylor walk helps that out here in 2023 in the next couple of seasons. Kevin Bowen, it is Kevin and Andy in the morning. The morning wake-up call begins at 7 a.m. with a juiced Andy and a calm and cool collected Kevin Bowen. 7 until 10 a.m. every weekday morning right here on The Fan. Is this fair to say that if this now is going to be your stance, and clearly you get the confidence if you're Chris Ballard because you got a complete and utter 
uh, confidence reboot from the owner where you're in a good place even after six years of doing absolutely nothing or basically close to absolutely nothing. Is it fair to say that with the move that they may end up making and going back on the words less than a month ago that the owner said at the start of camp, vowing not to trade Jonathan Taylor, if you go back on those words so easily, to me you don't give two craps about your win-loss record this year, correct? Is that what you're telling the fans? Yeah, that that's that's probably yeah, that's probably fair. I, I don't I haven't heard from a whole lot of fans that are too too worked up over the win loss record. Um, you know, obviously when you look at what the Pacers had last season, you know, the Colts following some sort of similar script. I, I don't know if that kind of you know, braced fans in this market for what the Colts season is likely to be about and should be about. You know, I've said before and ideal season is whatever four or five wins Richardson has flashes and you have a top three pick and you take Marvin Harrison jr. Um, and I mean, you could probably go back to March or whenever you made the trade of Stefan Gilmore. I mean, that was the first action that spoke very, very loud uh, to me. This would obviously be another action of that, but uh, yeah, they are, they, they clearly are having a, whatever, a, a re-altering of philosophy building, everyone to describe it. Uh, and this would probably be the cherry on top. Yeah, and and again, I just it, it is so funny thinking about where you could draw a line in the sand and, and change your operational procedure, your blueprint, as Chris. It looks like he's doing, and to do it now with this piece is pretty funny. It is pretty funny. You have to admit, pretty funny. Well, yeah, I mean, in a way, you'd be totally going against. Chris Ballard's, you know, previous yeah. thinking. I mean, yeah. I mean, arguably his biggest core belief is, you know, draft and retain, build with your own, reward your own. I mean, all of those phrases have been very popular. Again, kind of core beliefs of his. What should everybody do with their run the damn ball hats? Are they already put away? Are they already at goodwill? Well, yeah, I guess hope Zach Moss's broken arm heel, heels on that. Um, yeah, I was kind of curious. Who do you slap up on the side of Lucas run, Oil? Run the it, damn hall. They could put run the damn hall up there, I guess, instead of ball, right? Yeah. Run the damn hall for Evan Hall. Who'd be running? Evan Hall, nice. Very yeah. nice on that. Yeah, oh, yeah, who do you want to put up on the building? Kev, who's going up there? Yeah, do you just put up Richardson and say, you know, whatever, He's we're putting even more, more pressure on him early. I don't know. You throw Pittman up there. Uh, hell, he might walk in free agency coming up here. Uh, yeah, I've got yeah, Shaq, Shaq coming back from an injury. I guess Nelson and Buckner are certainly stalwarts. I have no hey, idea. Maybe maybe Matt Gay for the contract he signed. Here's what you can do. You can be like if if you're like, for example, Men Without Hats, and your your signature song is Safety Dance. You only have two um, signature songs, and one is Safety Dance, and you play that when you're on stage twice, right? You play it twice. You can put DeForest Buckner up there twice. Just putting front side <laughs> and back side. How about that? Yeah, I mean, it's a long walk around Lucas Oil. I don't think people are going to notice that there's someone on the northwest side. Or that it, it go with the Colts logo, too. Side. Go with the Colts logo. Sure, They've right. done that well, before, right? Blue. I don't know. It, it didn't blue win, like, mascot of the year. Maybe, maybe it's time you <laughs> throw him up there. Put the anvil up there. That'd be anvil look really good right there. <laughs> I, I I can't get out of the way that this is all so silly. But and again, maybe maybe it ends up working. I will say this: I, if this is Chris completely and finally understanding, this is a modern era way of building a team. 
then so be it. But it just seems like the worst of timing to come to that conclusion, considering where you are right now. And I don't think there's yeah. any getting around that. And I think that's the perfect way to to put it. It is all about timing. You know, and I'm speaking out of both sides of my mouth. And I said that, you know, to our listeners a couple of days ago, I, I apologize because I have been steadfast in saying, you know, you don't draft the running back until day three. Like, I, I'm a big believer in that. That's kind of my overall thinking. But again, the goalposts change as soon as you drafted Anthony Richardson. Everything changes now. Now it is all in about support, support, support. Do it as soon as possible, as quick as possible to try and and develop. And that's why Miami has interest in Taylor. Miami views this window early on. We're going to make a big trade for Tyreek Hill. We're going to make a big move for Bradley Chubb. We've got this young quarterback that isn't making a whole lot of money. We we, we think he's the right guy. We're not 100% sure he's the right guy. So let's support him, get him confident and feeling good about himself. And then once you start paying him, obviously you can kind of alter some of your thinking from there. Um, So it is all, all about timing. I would laugh and laugh and laugh. How about Jonathan Taylor? You know, there's a reason why I went to Philly, right? So he can just change locker rooms. They can trade him to Philly. Trade him to Philly. (laughs) Well, they certainly have uh, (laughs) – they do have a couple of uh, extra draft picks, they do. I believe, are coming out. Something, something Miami doesn't really have. I don't think Miami has a third or a fourth. So um, I understand, again, yeah. where the Dolphins are coming from. From, you know, do you make safeties think twice about staying back with Tyreek Hill and, and Jalen Waddell and, and all of that? I know Miami's not in a great cap situation, but they've been very aggressive in, in their building here, whether it was the Bradley Chubb trade last year or, or the Tyreek Hill one. Um, so that is one that I. I can clearly see why uh you know vegas kind of placed them as the favorite yeah i i just you'd never believe in my miami's always kind of that oh yeah here it comes and then there comes the big letdown not too far away from it so we'll we'll see but no that is absolutely right the the most logical choice um a place of landing spots for jonathan taylor all right you uh Sweebo is going to have this for you coming up tomorrow morning that is the morning wake-up call with kevin and andy or affectionately referenced as Sweebo. tomorrow morning at 7 a.m you got that covered Sweebo, I've got it. Yeah, again, I'm thinking of Western Boone. I think that's where Hunter, did Hunter Smith's kids go to Western Boone. I feel like I watched one of them in the state finals a few years back. I could be, could be totally off on you that. Know, you, do you like the you like the Sweebo? I actually liked. I, I, I probably in you know, maybe my seventh grade mind coming out. I actually laughed at the morning wood, and then when you had the graphic, yeah, that's good. Do you recall who the listener was? I, I, uh, I, I can't remember problem. right now, but it was uh, solid. Yeah. That was um, that was solid there. So, um, yeah, I don't know if David Wood, our boss, is looking for a rebrand after a few days, but we'll see what happens. Uh, I, we could call. It, I, I think Sweet Boy Andy's kind of like Matt Foley. He's down in the basement drinking nine cups of coffee <laughs> before the start of the show. Right there, he's ready to uh, go. Yeah. Matt Foley. <laughs> yeah, love it. Made it clear he's not in a hostel, right? No. <laughs> That's, that is pretty funny. He sent a text to James about that. All right, you guys keep on keeping on, man. I'll be listening in the morning, Kev. Appreciate you. Well, we'll do. Thanks as always, John. All right, the new morning show, three days in right now, 7 until 10 a.m., is the morning wake-up call with Kevin and Andy. That is Kevin Bowen and Andy Sweeney from 7 until 10 a.m. right here 
on the fan. All right, quick break, and we'll come back. Uh, more of the latest regarding Jonathan Taylor and who's your football coach, Tom Allen, expected to join us on the other side. Don't go away. Life is full of things to manage. Your work, your family, your plans, and your treatment. Consider Kesimpta, Ofatumumab 20-milligram injection. You can take it yourself from the comfort of home. If you're ready for something different, ask your healthcare provider about Kesimpta and check out the details at kesimpta.com. Brought to you by Novartis Pharmaceuticals Corporation. Welcome back to Dealing Together. First caller? I bought three sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller? I traded my old Samsung at AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus and chose my plan. That's not a bad deal. It is not. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. The Ride with JMV. Look at all those ding-dongs. 93.5 and 107.5. The Fan. Kevin Bowen, Bob Kravitz earlier. Podcast 107.5thefan.com. Union Jack Pub, Broad Ripple, Tavern Tour Stop coming up on Friday. I want to see everybody there beginning at 3. Can't wait. Andy Moore Automotive Group Hotline right now. It is hard to believe that you can honestly sit here and open up with who's your football coach, Tom Allen, and say, hey, next week things officially get underway. Ohio State in Bloomington on the 2nd at 3.30. The football Hoosiers head coach joins us now. Hello, Tom. How you doing? I'm doing great, buddy. Doing it, awesome. It is incredible. Like, we can say <laughs> next week, next week you get this thing started. Unbelievable! You know, you have it on your calendar. You count it down, and it seems so far away it's, uh, at some point. But man, it just uh, goes so fast. Already through fall camp, got ten more days, and can't wait. I would assume this as a coach, as you are. D- does it really? Is it like breakneck speed? The closer that you get in this case, because I mean, I know you go back to July. It seems so far away, and now it's almost like this thing is going faster than what you can really recognize. I'm assuming leading up to this first game. Yeah, there's no question. Yeah, it really, at this point, man, it'll be, you, know, you just blank here and it'll be, it'll be game day. You know, and it's, you know, you got so many things you want to get done. So you just, uh, you just chip away at them. And, uh, but yeah, there's no doubt it goes lightning fast. It's uh, Tom Allen, the head coach of the Hoosiers on the Andy Moore Automotive Group hotline. I also know that you're, you're probably tired of being asked this, but you, you have in your mind right now who your quarterback starter is going to be opening up against Ohio State on the second. I'll just have to ask you, who is it? <laughs> no, you're just going to have to show up for the game or watch it on television. <laughs> All right. Well, nice uh, try. yeah, no, now, you know, and listen, I had like 11 different ways I was going to ask that. I think I picked like at least one of the 10 worst I came up with. But uh, <laughs> no. I, I, I'm, I'm curious, your philosophy uh, about what you wanted, what what went into the details of you coming up with the decision? Even if we don't know who it is right now and you want to hold that close to you until game day, what what went into the overall decision on your starting quarterback? Well, you know, it's a, it's a complicated process. And you obviously, you're just trying to, to, to find the, the best person to help you help you win, you know, at the end of the day. And, and uh, there's a lot of variables that go into that, a lot of hard work, a lot of time, a lot of – a lot of reps, a lot of, you know, we got spring football that goes into that and then the whole summer and everything that you, you do in that time of the year when there's a lot of 
ownership the quarterbacks take for the offense and for the team in a leadership role because the coaches aren't as directly involved. And then you get into fall camp, which is really the most intense part of the whole process you go through, and, and you try and simulate game settings and game situations on in practices, and then you have scrimmages that, that you put into the equation. You, you, you keep track of everything that you do, and you look at the numbers. And but at the end of the day, you got to just you follow your gut about uh, who you believe is going to be the, the best individual to, to help you move that offense down the field, get in the end zone, score touchdowns, you hey. know, and, and get points. And that's really, at the end of the day, what you're looking for. Hey, Tom, I know that there are oftentimes you, you can't be with them because of rules and such. And, and I'm curious, compared to other sports, how much personal time in effect to concentrating on your craft at the quarterback position, how much improvement can be made when you're by yourself working on your game? Well, I would say, you know, from a fundamental perspective and just, you know, strength and stamina and conditioning, you can work on all those things. But it's it's really you need to be obviously you got to be thrown with your receiver. That's a huge part of it over the summer. And and the thing that's hard about the summer is we we, we can actually have OTAs now. But uh, which allows us to be with our players for a certain amount of time during the week. But we can't they can't throw a football when you're there with them during that time. So, because uh, I think the, the, the logic is if you just let them do that, then you're, they're just going to have practice in June and July. And so it, for, for the quarterback position, if you can't throw the football, that, that really makes it hard. You know, So uh, I just feel like that you can do a lot of good things to, to improve yourself physically. And, and obviously, as a guy you know, grows through the developmental process and he's able to understand you know, what it is you're doing schematically, that you, you can get your team together. And they can throw seven on seven by themselves, or they can do some things like that. Where when the coaches aren't there, it can be productive. But a lot of times, you you get bad habits. So we try to balance all that out, you know. So the most improvement is definitely done while we're with them during spring ball and during fall camp. Do they do they get together on their own? I mean, you hear this at the NFL level all the time, where you know the quarterback gets wide receivers together. They work on things, you know, during the yep. summer or during the off season. Do these guys, in similar fashion, get together on their own to work on things like that? They do. We have areas you know, throughout the, the, the regular week, Monday through Friday, we call them player-led practices that we are allowed to organize on paper, and then they follow the, the script. And then on the weekends, the guys throw on their own, you know. And so that's really it. So it's, a lot of it is on their own in the summertime. And so, but yes, and that's where you see the leadership piece of, of the guys. That's where you get a chance to you talk to the receivers and you talk to the, the running backs and even the DBs that go and get when they do seven-on-sevens against each other. That allows you to kind of get a feel for the leadership of a of a quarterback when the coaches aren't around. Uh, he is the football Hoosiers head coach, Tom Allen, on the Andy Moore Automotive Group hotline. Mum's the word until they open up against Ohio State on the starting quarterback. However, one of the really bad attempts I was going to try to pry it out of you right here was this. Uh, I'm curious. When you look at Brendan Sorsby and you look at Taven, um, I, I want from, from both quarterbacks, I, I want the positives that you see that they bring to the field at that position individually that you have seen you know over you know spring until where you are right now the positives that both bring to the table at the quarterback position yeah i think that uh, and I'll, I'll go with the one that's been here longer um you know so brendan is is uh, he's got he's got good size you know he's turned 30 pounds and and uh, has a strong arm and i'd say arm talent is one of his strengths without question you know and, and the ability to to move move well you know and i, I think just a, a good feel for the throw game and, and the timing of routes and those different kind of things, I think are good. And just to be able to have a, a pretty composed, you know, 
demeanor about him. Doesn't seem to get all flustered. You know, he's not too high, not too low. You know, and then you take a guy like Taven, who I think is just kind of like that, the uh, competitive guy that brings a lot of moxie, you know, to to the situation and definitely has arm talent and can run as well. And uh, so, but I think has, uh, you know, uh, you watch him out there. We we do the things, you know, with uh, our basketball over the summer and and we had a three-point competition. He wins that, you know, and and is just a good athlete and do a lot of different things. And, you know, they both actually, uh, we had a little golf thing last week. They can both crush a golf ball, you know, <laughs> yeah. and so I was impressed by their because we got some guys that can barely even hit a golf ball, but but uh, they definitely have that athletic skill set for sure. So, but but I think that the, the moxie piece is kind of what sticks out to me with with Taven, you know. So but I tell you what, I, I do I believe both guys are have the talent are good enough to help us to win in this conference, and and that's a great thing to have two of those because uh, you're going to need two. And knowing Taven. For a while. hold on one second though, is there ever a chance that you play them both in games? Well, I mean, I don't think I've ever been here in a season where we didn't play two quarterbacks. You know, since I've been here, you know, so no, 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 uh, I mean, so you would be open to that, like with these guys playing them in a game. Yeah, I think that there's no question. You like the fact yeah. that you got two, and then with, when you get Dex back, you got three that I yeah. believe can all play in this conference and help us win football games. Yeah, and, and good. You bring up Dexter, too. Where, where is he right now as far as coming back from the injury? Yeah, he's definitely way ahead from what we thought he would be at this time. Uh, he, he's not going to play in these first few games and not even going to dress, but but he's been practicing. I mean, he even took snaps during scrimmages, and you know, our, our team moves the ball period, probably that will continue, and all the individual. And so, way ahead. It's just a matter of just going through this process of healing his knee and being able to, because his, his athleticism is really his strength without question and uh, throws the ball good enough but definitely his legs are what makes him special and so so getting those back is going to be huge and so he's definitely you know uh, a few weeks away you know from that but at the same time you know we're uh, we're excited for him he's one of our you know I have to say uh, one of the favorite teammates of, of all the guys on his team they're just such a fan of his because of what he's been through his grit and his toughness and perseverance to overcome two two serious knee injuries and this last one was, was the most serious one of all so uh, everybody's kind rooting for him to be able to come back and play again so uh, awesome young man highly respected by this team and we're just hoping to get him back yeah tom too i was going to mention this uh, regarding taven too he's just a dude that that really fall i should be jealous we all should be jealous of dudes like that because they they do everything well i mean whatever sport whatever's yeah. asked of them he's just one of those guys that does basically everything well athletically speaking there's no doubt. Yeah, no question. Some guys are like that. <laughs> yeah, that's why I'm incredibly jealous. Uh, Tom Allen, head coach of IU. Uh, IU opens up with Ohio State. All right, obviously, you know, one of the things we, we commonly forget about asking other questions because we focus in you know, on this quarterback decision and what's, what's coming up here against Ohio State at that position. But what about your offensive line? That certainly has been a problematic area in yeah. the past. Where is it, in your opinion, going into the start of this season? Yeah, there's no question. The last two seasons have not been to, to the standard that we need to be at to, to win in the Big Ten, and it's been an issue that we have addressed. And so our guys have worked really, really hard. You know, I like where we are. Obviously, they got to prove it on game day, but uh, trying to develop depth at this point and uh, just know that uh, you know we're going to play the best five guys and trying to mix and match those these last couple practices to find the best combination of guys to get out there. So love the job that Coach Bostad is doing, our new offensive line coach, and and his leadership and and the way we've seen our guys develop. 
up, like you said, it, all that matters is how they perform on game day. So I'm excited about that group. I mean, they work really, really hard, and they got a chip on their shoulder. They know they got something to prove without question, and uh, I'm excited to see them respond. So uh, it's a group that we need to have a really good season for us, and I expect them to. Uh, your wide receiving group's got some experience there and certainly got some athleticism and some talent. What do you think about that group going in? I really like that group. I really do. I know getting Cam Camper back is huge, and it was a major loss for us to to to, to miss him in you know, the second half of the season. And I just think that he, uh, his leadership, you know, he got voted as a captain by his teammates, which is awesome. And and to to see him back to, to health is great. You know, Donovan McCauley's also he's had a phenomenal camp. He just continues to get better, better even every day. And Omar Cooper's another one that that just has continued to come on and and add EJ Williams to the crew. And and Anderson Kobe's already. Here and those are explosive guys and and then the keith carter is a new guy as well so i think it's a group that has a lot of talent and uh, we're going to need them all and uh got different skill sets within there those different guys but got some big guys on the perimeter to be able to help us you know win some of those balls on the edge and help us create some explosive plays that's what we got to be able to do our offense got to be way more explosive consistently in both the run game and the throw game to help us create points hey, tell me do you have a guy that the talent that Jalen Lucas possesses um, is is are you afraid ever to to overuse somebody like that or is it just yeah listen we're gonna throw him out there we're gonna yeah. put him in positions to really make defenses uncomfortable how do you handle that well you do you know and he's he's one of those guys where you just say hey you've got to have this many touches per game you know and uh, obviously he's, he's got. Uh, you know, major value in the return game on special teams, and then as a as both a running back and and uh, we've ex- extended him as a slot receiver type person as well. And so just trying to find creative ways to get him the football in space. You know, he's just so dynamic and makes you know he can accelerate so well. He's so quick, change direction. So and even though he's not big, he's really thick and he's really in his lower body. He's got a really strong core to him, so makes him hard to tackle. But yeah, he's he's a guy you definitely want to get the ball to as much as you possibly can but yeah you got to be able to you know long season ahead of you but at the same time he's he's a difference maker and when he's got the ball in his hand he can he can make make things special things happen so we definitely have a, a major objective to be able to give him a certain number of touches each game hey, hey tom final thing too you got a lot of transfers on this team and obviously every team now utilizes that to a, a great extent how do you like the group that you've brought in that hoosier fans will see for the first time in an iu football uniform you know, I really like the group a lot. You know, we worked really hard to find guys that fit with us and they would come here and buy into our culture and buy into the way we want to do things. And, and I really like the guys we've added and, and just some, some guys that come here with a, a chip on their shoulder, something to prove mindset and for a variety of different reasons. And so, uh, excited for them to be able to compete and be a part of this team and for our, you know, Hoosier Nation to watch them compete in Memorial Stadium on the second. You know, I just think that they've worked really, really hard and they bought into what we asked them to do. So uh, you expect to see, I expect to see uh, a lot of these transfers first you know on the field on the second making play so it's going to be exciting it definitely is no question college football has changed college athletics has changed here in the last couple of years and we tried to to be able to get on board with that and find out figure out a way to, to work it to our advantage all right i'm not going to bring it up because you have a game before it as you guys start out with ohio state but c mal is going to bring in my sycamores into that place on the eighth too <laughs> 
Absolutely. I know Kurt well, and he's one of my my good friends. Yes. We talk a lot, and uh, special person, special family. So he's a great guy. Be, Just a great guy. Awesome guy. Yes, he is. No question about it. I got to give he him a lot of love to... over there too, because we got <laughs> he needed over there often. So it's good to see you, you guys got them on the schedule this year. Hey, hey Tom, uh, the best of luck to you moving forward. We'll get you on often over the course of the season. Tell yes. Kegger I said hello too. It's been way too long since I've seen the Kegger okay. down there. All right. I sure will, buddy. Have a great night. All right, Tom. Thank you very much. Tom Allen, the head coach of the football Hoosiers on the Andy Moore Automotive Group Hotline. I wanted to dive into Indiana State, but was unable to. September the 2nd, IU opens up at home against Ohio State. Tom knows who the quarterback is, but would not. Now, you guys gather anything out of my investigated question asking right there? (laughs) Did you glean any impression? Any lean? Quick break. Here's Hoosier Park Race of the Day and the Hoosier Hardwood Festival tickets we'll give away before we're Audi 5000. That's a 90s reference right there. 93.5107.5 The Fan. The Ride with JMV. Nachos, lemon heads, my dad's boat. You won't go down because my- 93.5 and 107.5 The Fan. All right, here we go. Number nine at 239 Hoosier Hardwood Festival tickets. Boone County Fairgrounds. Jake Query will be out there beginning at noon on Friday to do the show. 239-1070, number nine is going to go. Your Harris Hoosier Park race of the day. Won by the awesome Pam Brown. The incredible Pam Brown. Bluebird Magic was the winner. Paid $240 on a $2 bet. $2 exact to pay out $15.80. 50 cent trifecta was $91.90. That's your Harris Hoosier Park race of the day. Pam Brown, the awesomeness gets 50-50 in betting and dining from Harris Hoosier Park Racing and Casino and Anderson Live Standard Bread Racing through December the 8th. You can listen right here for the Harris Hoosier Park race of the day. Some sad news today that we have to end the show. And that is the passing of a legend. Known certainly in wrestling circles, but maybe most known for one of the greatest film quotes in 80s movie history. Mind your own business, Dad. That, ladies and gentlemen, the sounds of one Terry Funk from the film Roadhouse. Terry Funk, originally from Hammond, Indiana, passed away earlier today. Terry Funk was 79 years old. Absolutely incredible. RIP to wrestling and entertainment great Terry Funk, who passed away today. James, great job out of you on the show today. Yeah, we got a big one lined up for you tomorrow. Now, including a Colts-Eagles pregame tomorrow at 5 o'clock. We'll get you set and ready for that tomorrow at 3. Do not miss a minute tomorrow. 93.5107, Father Fan. Hey, fans, want new flooring and want it now. March is the time to buy at Floors to Your Home. Right, Brian Kahn? It really is, JMV. We have the state's largest selection of new flooring in stock. And we've just received additional truckloads of new hardwood, laminate, and waterproof flooring. So we're marking everything down. Brian, I'm looking at some of your incredible deals. We always sell up to 50% off those big box stores. But for a limited time, you can get new flooring starting at just 80 cents a square foot. 
foot. 80 cents a square foot. That's incredible. That's three rooms of hardwood, laminate, or waterproof starting under $350 at Floors to Your Home. And you can get it right now. We have over 1,200 styles in stock. Floors to Your Home is the place for the lowest prices anywhere in Indiana. I'm doing my whole house. Three very convenient locations, Avon, Noblesville, and Brookville Road. Who has the lowest prices on flooring? Floors to Your Home. That's who.